0: Well, we're recording a special episode tonight because I had a bit of a dilemma to fix. So first, let me (laughs) explain who's with me and then what the dilemma was. Tonight, I'm one-on-one in studio with one of the hosts of Grim Grinning Host. I can never say it without pausing. Hunter, Hunter, thank you for joining me tonight. Not a problem at all, man.
1: You, you've, you've, you're have you getting there. It's <laughs> it's like a 12-step program. And actually, if you call this number right now, we will send you 12 DVDs that tell you exactly how to say Grim Griming House. <laughs> uh, it's 14 easy payments, and uh, one of the payments is just going to be the biggest pain in the ass you've ever had. <laughs> so, this is, to quote our good yeah. friend Mitch
0: Hedberg. Yeah, right. <laughs> One really complicated one. That's I was right. like, I know this joke. Chick's going to get lost in
1: the mail. <laughs> the dog's going to eat the mailman, so on and so forth.
0: So my dilemma. This shouldn't. Uh, this might take a little explanation. So pardon anyone that probably is following and might know all this. You may not know. I am a beer brewer, and I've got a couple other projects involving beer in progress. The dilemma I have is that I brewed a lot of. Beer, and by a lot, how do I say this? Not a a massive amount of one beer. I've made many of a lot of beers because it's competition season. And I always bottle more than I need for competition. And I finally looked inside my fridge and said, I have a problem. I text my friend Hunter and said, I have a serious issue. I have far too many (laughs) bottles of beer. You need to come over here and help me finish these. And we'll taste them, and we'll talk, and we'll catch up on a few things. Starting... Our, our, we've met through Halloween Horror Nights. We've gotten to know each other through Theme Park, uh, just the community. You've been on Hagrid's. I have not. I have questions. And there's a lot of things about Halloween Horror Nights floating around that we haven't talked about on our show. I think you've covered them probably better on your show, but...
1: Well, we there, there's a risk that happens Exactly. That. Yeah, well, we started doing, just from from... I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of friends who want to talk about this year-round, including yourself... Um, We started doing our rumors and speculation episodes over at GGH back in January, (laughs) believe it or not. Wow, okay. And since then, so much has floated through. Like, that's when Hellraiser was the predominant rumor, and so was um, The Thing. Once again, like, The Thing comes up every single year, I feel like, gets floated around the John Carpenter 82 film. So we've been covering it a lot and uh, it looks like we're finally hitting the point where rumors are having to have a lot of ground to them, and pretty much what we have heard about at this point is is probably what's coming to the event.
0: Yeah, and that's what I want to. Yeah, I do want to say anything that we're talking about is from the rumor mill. We're not making anything up, and we certainly don't know anything. But I have not talked about it on my show, so now's a good time to talk about it. Like kind of a "what if it's true" situation. Let's say it that way because that's pretty safe. Sure. I think. So, let's start with some drinks, though. I've got, uh, we already did, we did, actually, you know what? Nah, you just did that. I was going to say, this tastes what the, you had was in the bottle, or what it's like in the bottle. But I've got another IPA, a pale ale, a Trappist, which is um, like a minor Belgian ale, an old ale, an alt beer, and then a bottle of what we had. We'll save that for last, actually. Sure. Any preference? Just pour whatever you want to right. do. I'll go with the pale ale because this is, I think, the last bottle of this. And this is like the the one that I wish I'd taken the competition and ended up not taking. So at least I can get another opinion on it. Quint has had this, actually. I smuggled a bottle of this in my luggage for my sister's wedding, which he was at. So <laughs> <he's>, he <laughs> has tasted this. You're actually, speaking of that, you are, are you? You no, you're not. You're the third. Oh. Say, you're the first non-news as person to have news as beer, but you're not. There's two other people that have had it, I'm but a- they don't podcast. So you're the first podcaster. Okay, I'll take it. So, so this is a pale ale should be in that IPA range, just a little more balanced, a little more mulch to it. You probably got the hops right off the nose, like I did. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the more I taste that, the more I wish I'd taken it to competition. Oh man, that's great. Oh well, thank you. All right, so. I can't even think of a segue from Pale Ale to (laughs) a rumor. (laughs) Actually, let's go with the one that's like the... the Let's go
1: from a Pale Ale to a Pale Ghost. Oh, I was was
0: thinking Pale Makeup. Pale Pale Makeup? makeup. I mean, Uh, either
1: way. Okay.
0: That's probably the big one. That's probably the one people walked out of 28 with expecting for 29. mm -hmm. Killer Clowns, Like, there's been so much talk about that since before the speculation season began i feel sure and i'm curious what your thoughts are because i think of all my friends you are probably the one that i don't know if you spent the most time in it but you seem to have shared the most iconic memories from it from what i remember (laughs) last year like the the clown resuscitating the broken balloon dog i think you got
1: the conga line the very last conga
0: line of the season
1: so we did actually so um my my significant other and I had an agreement, which basically said, I get to choose the last maze of Halloween Horror Nights 28. You get to pick the last thing that we're going to do for the event this season. So I got to pick the last maze, which was Carnival Graveyard. I think that was uh, yeah, not, not an underappreciated yeah. maze, but I, I'm not sure if that maze ever found its footing with the general public.
0: That's what I was going to say. Amongst yeah. the
1: hardcore yep. community, it became very beloved, uh, including yeah. myself. I love that maze. I had a great run through of that. But getting back to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that is where I ended my event season last year, was in the Killer Clowns from Outer Space scare zone. And that is just because we adored that scare zone. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Like, I don't – I've never experienced a scare zone that had just the I, – I am entertained by pretty much every scare zone I've ever walked through. I'm, I'm a simple man. I'm easy to please. <laughs> but – just the amount of like improv those actors were doing consistently every single night and like seeing these what have now become iconic bits to us Halloween Horror Nights fans was awesome. You're talking about the busted balloon dog. You're yeah. talking about going to the ice cream truck and pointing at what the clowns want off the, the ice cream menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the brother's just like, no, you can't have that. You're a clown. You <laughs> know, there was just so many great moments in that scare zone. I was very fond of it.
0: Shorty singing the theme song.
1: Yeah, well... Was it Shorty? Um, Unfortunately, I forget his name, but he's the, the red clown. Oh, it was Shorty. Sure, okay. Shorty's the boxing one, right? Yeah, yeah Shorty okay. is yeah, no, little green shorty, hair, the yeah, boxing... Yeah. He's kind of like the iconic
0: clown, yeah, yeah, the yeah, one that yeah, everyone yeah, thinks yeah. of. I, don't, I know Shorty and... Oh, my God! I was gonna say the one in the ship whose name I've forgotten now, oh my God, the big one, um uh fatso. no, no, like the one that's not even on this st- we didn't we didn't even have that character on the one on the ship in the movie, oh man, I'm terrible, uh go ahead, <laughs> you're
1: fine, you're fine we'll uh we'll call in our buddies, Mr. Clowns, over here,
0: <laughs> Mr. Google, yeah, that's right, <laughs> I call Quint, but there's no way in hell he's gonna know he he just <laughs> he's purged that from his head completely. But yes, there was so much
1: distinct imagery from the scare zone last year that we were just very excited to see it come back in some way, shape, or form. Um, I have heard the term tossed around as uh, being called a trick or treatment, going from a scare zone to a there, house. That's
0: what I, yeah. I haven't heard that term, but that's exactly what everyone is basing it on. And It doesn't take much for the community, and this isn't I, this is not a, 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 a any kind of commentary other than it really only takes. For something to happen once and a potential for it to happen again, for people to point and yell, that's what happens. that's tradition. Yeah. It's like and it's expected. Sure. And which in fairness, I'd say uh maybe more than fifty percent of the time that's true. But then there's the other well exactly. forty nine or less that it doesn't happen.
1: I think the the biggest example for me, well, trick-or-treatment, like I love that term, like that is a great way to describe it. Is, yeah. it. That's not exactly the precedent. I feel like the precedent of that was actually set with Sauls and Steam. True, because yeah, that went from yeah. the scare zone to a very big maze. I think that was twenty one. Twenty one. Yes,
0: that was the very first one. And and listeners, I've heard this meet th- say a thousand times. It's the very first one I took Quint to. So that's what his impression of a haunted house. Because your first one always sticks with you, sure. Of and course. That, so that's what he always. That's the first thing that conjures into his head is that one, and that's a hell of a one to build your. Uh, fandom off of yeah
1: sure to start off with what is now an event that he loves so dearly yeah. along with the rest of us like that's awesome. Unfortunately, I wasn't around during 21, no, really. <laughs> just to set it loose. Um, I'm actually, this wasn't intentional, but I'm wearing my American Werewolf said, in London I, 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 shirt yes,
0: tonight, is, yeah.
1: which was actually my first Halloween Horror Nights maze, so it's, it's kind of fitting there.
0: The 23 25, 25 okay.
1: So I, I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on Catacombs, but if anybody's listening from GGH, I, I'll go ahead and lay <laughs> it out. I always said, uh, so American Werewolf in London is my favorite horror movie of all time. Just hands down, it always has been. It will always continue to be. Just think it's a perfect film, at least as far as, well, just as far as films go. I love it. <laughs> I love the thing to, to pieces. But when the maze happened in 23, I was, that was the first year where I really started contemplating going. I'm like, okay, well, this property is here. I've got to go see that. And every time I had an opportunity, I just backed out. I was not a fan of Haunted Houses, was not a fan of any of that. I had a horror movie appreciation, but I was terrified to be in that environment in real life. Wow. So 25 happens, and they're like, we're bringing it back. I think American Werewolf in London was a pretty early announcement, was it not? (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's a, we've actually been credited by some of breaking that because in our interview with mike aiello he was talking about how because we were talking about the design process and he's like well when we did american werewolf in london we really wanted to get the slaughtered lamb right we wanted to set the tone we wanted to make you feel like you're walking in the movie we, and we get a chance to do it again now and <laughs> this is before the announcement there you go but it was like right after that i think i think Well, he gets so passionate about what he talks about. I don't know that he knows he's spilling it or not, but he may have either thought it was announced or knew it was a safe bet. So, (laughs) but yes, it was, yes to...
1: So, when that was announced, I just took it as a sign from from Mr. Jack the Clown himself or or whoever you want to believe in (laughs) that this was, I had to make it happen that year. Like, something aligned there for me to be able to see my favorite horror movie in the flesh. So, I showed up that night absolutely terrified, just... Shivering at the knees. I actually looked like the uh, the caretaker in the Haunted Mansion on the Auntie animatronic <laughs> with the knees all a-wiggling. I made it through the house. I mean, I was total tunnel vision the entire way. I'm like, don't look to the sides. I know they're waiting for me. Terrified of everything. But my promise to myself was if I made it through that one house, I would be satisfied. Because I got to do okay. a physical representation of an American werewolf in London. And I did it. And I loved it. Nice. And that's why I'm here
0: now. And that's such a good, like, it, it, they've, they've done, they had done movies before uh, several times. And they've been a hit or miss. Every every year has a hit or miss of some sort. But I think that was, and even more 25 than the original version, I think that was like the really turning point of them making a movie come to life in a haunted house sure. in a, in a in a really immersive
1: way. Well yeah, I think you can definitely trace the roots to an American werewolf in London just because you know, that was twenty three and then twenty four was Halloween and yeah. then so oh, on the yeah, legacy I just continues. About that. I kind
0: of forgot I keep thinking I Halloween was twenty five for some reason, probably because it was such a Big year. I just assumed something like that would have been twenty five, but it was. You're right. It was twenty four. Well, yeah,
1: but twenty five, as far as like the classic characters, that's when Freddy and Jason returned to the event. You know, so that was Freddy versus Jason, and then twenty six. What I think was twenty six was the first year that I really started attending multiple, multiple nights through frequent fear. Uh That year actually had three classic horror movies. That had Halloween, two, The Exorcist, and the original seventy four. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. So, like, right, it was cool to
0: see right. all three of those over one year. And 26 uh, Chainsaw ended up being my favorite one of the year, which I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't, I, I didn't expect it to be my favorite. I expected a lot from that house. Sure. But when I heard it was in a sprung tent, like sprung tents, again, were always, it was the, it was, it wasn't so much that they were ever bad. They were just so short. Sure. Historically, up till about that time. That's yeah. when they managed to re- Configure the walls somehow inside and make it feel – It maybe feel longer. Maybe it really wasn't longer. it feel longer. But 26, uh, Texas Chainsaw, I still stand by – that was my favorite one. And that was the one – I did two – well, two uh, – one benchmark and one kind of event. I When I hit my 100th house, I made sure it was Texas Chainsaw, and Texas Chainsaw was the last one I went in on 26 as That's well. That's
1: awesome. So, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, you know what's interesting about that house is – Leatherface out of the iconic like horror figures. He's the only one to legitimately shake me to my core. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm already a tall guy. I'm 6'2" 6'3", just depends yeah. on how straight I'm standing. I'm a big guy, I'm very broadly built. Um Leatherface is bigger than me, he's taller than me, he's heavier than me, and he's faster than me. (laughs) And they perfectly encapsulated that in that house that year. He was just so fast running at you with his little butcher hammer and everything like that. Um, And I just – there was something about seeing a guy who was a good four inches taller than me doing the iconic like slamming the door scene. That's the thing. That was a
0: scene that was like – there's. I, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work in this house, sure. but I want to see it, and it will work. Oh, yeah, worked.
1: and he booked it at you every single <laughs> yeah. time. Like, man, those were big dudes, but yeah. What were we talking about, Killer Clowns? Yeah, Who, that's we how got it here? started, right, yes. Um, but yeah, so Killer Clowns is one that I was a big fan of the Scare Zone. Mm-hmm. I am still figuring out exactly how it's going to work in the context of Yeah, the
0: that's what I wanted to ask. Well, we'll if If it does become – reality we'll be able to talk more about it but my i there's like two schools of thought that could happen there's a billion that could happen but two likely scenarios and usually when i say something that uh definitive it usually never happens but either they will do the movie like we're used to with their other interpretations or they'll carry that idea of them landing in Universal Studios and make the house out of that. Which I mean, that would be a cool concept. I'd rather see that, honestly. Not sure. that I don't like the movie, but I'm like that. I think that would be an, an opportunity to be something really unique. Unique, sure. I think I think personally we're going to see a lot
1: of the interior of the
0: the ship. That's what I'm thinking too. Uh in this maze.
1: Let, let's go ahead and address this since we're talking rumors game. This is supposedly going into the Shrek theater. Okay. Um, which is where Halloween four was last yeah. year. Yeah. So it'll be right at the front of the park. It will be the first maze that you encounter right up there. I I feel like it's going to be an adaptation of the movie. Yeah, I, I think just so. think that's the way it's going to go. But I've said I actually think this is the perfect chance for them to re-implement a 3D house oh, into yeah. a major property. I just think there's a lot that works with the Killer Clown's color scheme that translates into that's, chromatic 3D glasses effect.
0: Yes, yes. That's, kind of, that's what I always think about. Actually, shit, this will never happen now because Disney owns Fox. So I just realized – um. What we do in the shadows uses a lot of prime colors in their lighting. That would be perfect for that, but that's go. never going to happen. That's what I thought. Like at The very first show you and I did was your, was it 27th wish list? Um, Have we known each for, for two seasons? No, it had to be for between 27 and 28. Yeah, so Shelby and I were on. Yeah, that was actually
1: just about a year ago. Yeah. You were on one of our, when we relaunched Grim Grinning House, yes, you yep. and Shelby yep. both came on and we talked our, our wish list IPs yes. that we'd want to see in the she, event.
0: And she stole my hellraiser and she didn't yep. steal it but she said it before I did so I had to quick think I was like oh my god what what do I pick and I was like let me think what could be 3D and the first thing that popped in my head was colors and it's before what we do in the shadows TV show came on and I immediately thought of War of the Worlds because that is like I don't it feels like one of the first color movies because they were just pounding the hell out of that Technicolor sure. with blue red and green but that's like that's the color scheme like you said that's what I think when I think of a 3D house I don't think of necessarily what story should be in there, what color scheme would work first and then build the story around it and here we go again, off on another tangent. Back to killer sure. clowns could work with that with well, the that's okay. and it's Jojo Clownzilla is who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. The big bastard Clownzilla, from, uh, okay, I gotcha. This guy, the the one
1: inside the Oh shirt. yeah. The big boy. Yeah. The kaiju clown. Yeah, right. There uh, you go. Yeah. We need more kaiju houses. I know you're listening, Universal. We're uh, just kaiju. Just put them everywhere. Put right. one in every yeah. theme park. Uh, Kong is where we started, but we don't right. have to finish there, folks. Um, but yeah, clowns. Being perfectly honest, is one that I actually, looking at the current speculation, I unfortunately have at the very bottom of my list. Not because I'm not excited for it. I'm excited for everything. Yeah. I just unfortunately am not 100 percent certain how it's going to turn out. In a maze. I
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the, if they do do the, the movie interpretation. This is kind of the problem, not problem, because I like Trick or Treat, but Trick or Treat ended up being on the bottom of my list in the end. It's the fact that so much of the movie takes place outside, and you can pull. They pull it off very well, but there's only you're only in a. Outside scene that's inside a building for so long before you're really aware of it. Sure, and I could. S- it's either going to be way too much spaceship or way too much of the outside that's actually inside. Possibly, I we we have no idea. We haven't seen it yet.
1: I feel like it's it's either going to be like almost entirely spaceship or it's going to be a good fifty fifty split. Yeah, it's just unfortunately I don't know how they're going to replicate the the look of the town that the clowns are invading inside of a a smaller venue like the Shrek theater.
0: Oh yeah. I forgot you said that part too.
1: Halloween four, as an example to just use last year, a lot of that takes place actually in a house at at certain points. Um, Yes, there are outdoor scenes as well, but one of the major outdoor scenes I think from Halloween four is Bucky getting electrocuted and that, unfortunately, was just Black Curtains last year.
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm, I'm cautious.
0: I just cracked open a Trappistale. This is very Belgian, very simple. So it's, I'm, Belgians are not my favorites, but I figured if I can make a style that I usually hate and I like it, then I'll maybe have an idea what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I like that too. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so far so good. Yeah, we're doing good. All right. Well let's actually we'll we'll use the beer as a markers because we probably could talk clowns over and over again. Of course, three or uh three quarters of that conversation had nothing to do with clowns. Sure. But, so.
1: <laughs> well it's just so I personally am I was excited for clowns. I guess just kind of put a, a bow on the end of okay. it. I would be excited to see clowns come back in an expanded scare zone. Like, oh, yeah. give them there Hollywood yeah. and actually go all out. Like, give them the big clown car vehicle and everything like that and just completely dedicate that to clowns. I think that would be great. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure they've already said that they're going to be. Well, no, because they haven't (laughs) announced the house. I guess they wouldn't have officially confirmed. But it's safe to say that you're going to be reusing those costumes just because Mm -hmm. I imagine they were extremely expensive Mm -hmm. to produce.
0: Yeah, and if they're in decent enough shape, why wouldn't you?
1: Exactly. But those costumes are not super handy as far as maneuvering. So I can only imagine how
0: big the boo holes
1: and everything (laughs) are going to have to be for for the clowns to effectively do a scare.
0: too, yeah. I remember those. Oh, man. Speaking of that, okay, this will be this will be it as far as that, and then we can wrap up this one and go on to the next topic. But I remember those big—I don't know what they were, like the Tweedledum and Tweedle D characters from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were, but they had—you actually had to stop the line to do their shift change because they were so big. They had a oh,
1: they definitely will yeah, have to.
0: So that's yeah, probably going to be the same type of deal, depending on where they place them in the house.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's it's going to be very interesting to see operationally wise yes, like yep. how that that house works out. Yeah.
0: All right, well let's switch gears so we don't miss everything that we promised. Let's talk about Hagrids. I don't know you I, I will say we won't get into too much detail because if you want the best review I have heard, download the GGH episode of that. But I have not been on it, so I kind of want, and now you've been on it twice so I've been on it twice so so I went again yesterday you want to get uh, what is your how are you feeling about it now having it it's you you've, you got through opening day you're lucky enough to write it you've gotten on a second time what's your feelings now sure. about a, it's about a, it's a week today isn't it yeah a it's later, a week today, today yeah. actually yeah. so uh,
1: thank you for, first of all, mentioning the Grim Grinness episode. We, we took – it's a full – we did a spoiler review for the first like quarter of the show, and then we did a spoiler-filled review. It's about 90 minutes long, so if you want a complete ride breakdown, go check that out. Yes. A little bit of self-promotion. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> but um, I legitimately believe that this is a, the first true home run that Universal Creative has had on the attraction Sphere – since Forbidden Journey, wow! I think when okay. Forbidden Journey debuted, it was really just so much of a game changer because we had never seen anything like that as far as True. the Kuka arms, the yeah, implementation right. yep. of, and you got to keep in mind, like for those of you who are, are kind of newer to the theme park, like Sphere, Universal, like were not as heavily reliant on screen attractions at the time. No, this
0: so, what you're right. That's that's a good point. Now, it Spider Man, a different thing.
1: Spider-Man was the other major attraction, which I still think is one of the greatest attractions ever built in the world.
0: Spider-Man was, that was another game changer too when that opened. Exactly. I mean, You had the whole park. Hulk, 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 Why can I not say Hulk? Hulk <laughs> was awesome because I'm a coaster guy. Sure. Through and through. First thrill ride I'd ever been on my life was a roller coaster. So I loved Hulk. I went on Spider-Man, you know, and I'm thinking from on the surface, I'm like, okay, Star Tours, Body Wars, everything else I've seen before. That was sure. a game changer. Yeah,
1: completely. Um and every time I ride Spider-Man, like, I've reached the point where I'm fortunate enough to be a local where I can pop the glasses off and kind of look at how yeah, everything's running right. operationally. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I did too. this is, like, a, like, an incredible feat of engineering, <laughs> the fact that you are moving and watching a 3D screen. Like, it's incredible yeah. how they're doing that. But Forbidden Journey really changed the Universal Orlando Resort and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter For forever, I mean, it really kicked Universal into high gear. And the Universal we know now is due to Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey slash Hogsmeade. Yes. So the fact that now, almost 10 years later, give or take, I think it's technically like eight years. uh, Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was 2011, 2010 was when Hogsmeade opened. Now that we are almost a decade removed from that, the fact that they've gone back and they've completed Hogsmeade. Right. With a brand new attraction. Like, Flight of the Hippogriff did change from Mystical Unicorn, um, but it, it <laughs> you know, it fit the theming of that land. Meanwhile, Dragon yeah. Challenge was always kind of, a, I loved, love, love, love Dueling Dragons, mm-hmm. Dragon Challenge, but it was kind of shoved into Hogsmeade. Yeah. Just because they needed another ride. Right, yep. The fact that they now have a highly immersive ride in the Harry Potter lineup that is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, <laughs> we'll just call it Hagrid's from here on out. Yeah, right. Um,
0: That's really his awesome. name? I've, I've probably Hagrid's seen it. Hagrid's Magical
1: this. Creatures Motorbike Adventure, Electric Boogalow 2.0. Yeah, right. Oh, my um, God, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on yeah. there. Um, but, yes, it's, it's, it's a- an incredible...
0: T- Sorry, Aqua Teen Hunger Force for <laughs> movie for theaters. That's what I was thinking sure, of when you said sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting
1: on the uh, bigger, longer, and uncut, you know, subtitle right, at the end yeah. of the Hagrid attraction. But... Yeah, Hagrid is, is an incredible ride. It, it really sticks up with the other Harry Potter attractions. I have personally gone on the record as being a little bit more critical of Escape from Gringotts. I know a really? lot of people mm-hmm. like that attraction. I personally feel like it's an attraction that doesn't really know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a dark ride or a roller coaster, yeah, and it mm-hmm, suffers yeah. because of that. Yeah. I feel like when it tries to do the coaster stuff, it's way too short. For it to have been billed almost like an interactive coaster, you know? Um, if you would have tacked on an extra 20 seconds of coaster action at the end of that ride, I wouldn't have the same complaints. Oh, uh, okay. I but, can see it. Uh, Hagrid, the nice thing about this, you know, we were just talking about screens, is everything is practical in this attraction. It's the first Harry Potter attraction um you know minus flight of the hippogriff to, to do that <laughs> yes yeah which flight of the hippogriff is a 28 second roller coaster yeah, right, like, yeah. it's it is what it is yeah but to have a full e-ticket attraction no screens everything is fully realized through audio animatronics and physical sets it's it's very very impressive and it's unlike anything that i've seen
0: personally wow okay yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this. i haven't seen it yet i just i i did the only time i Left where I was at for any kind of opening was Kong, and that has that's I love not only just every big monster, everything but I also have an affinity for the entire that Kong lineage that sure. King, King Kong one you know the nineteen thirty three or thirty eight I always mix it up with war of the worlds <laughs> and then the uh the Jeff bridges one, believe it or not, and then uh the Peter Jackson Peter one, Jackson which this Kong. one's based after um so that was I stopped everything I had gotten someone from the inside dropped me a line saying there's going to be a soft opening at X time and I I dropped what I was doing and went there. Yeah. Sure. So that's the only time I've ever done anything like that.
1: And for the record, I really like Kong. I think it's an underappreciated attraction. It's not it's not a, a home run. I yeah. But I, on, I like it for what it
0: is. I went on it. I was looking so forward to it. I just wanted it so bad. I walked off it and it's like this is my favorite ride in the park in Orlando. Then two or three rides later I was like, okay, it's really not too much until the tram stop, or the, the. I'm sorry, it's. I'm because it's the tram that part the where the truck stops is the same as the where the tram stops in sure. Hollywood. So I, I was like, okay, it's it's really nothing until this happens, and at that point, it's a motion simulator that's been sure. around, you know, thirty forty years.
1: It's kind of um i mean i know you're a big star wars fan yeah. so if i may use this comparison it's kind of like the rogue one effect where it's a pretty <laughs> yeah. good first yeah, two okay. thirds sure, I see what you're and going, then yeah. the final third yeah. act is like awesome like once they reach that 360 yep. section it's great and yeah. then the stinger at the end with a full-size call that's
0: it's it's exactly right that's i walked off that ride having just gone through the finale yep. and then seeing the the kong at the end which is something i i was Probably most looking forward to, and that's like, oh, it's, this is the best thing I've ever been on. Oh, absolutely. And then, and then a couple more times. Eh, it's I still love it, but it's not. You know, maybe it's you know. You know <laughs> my favorite thing about Kong is honestly just I love the way
1: the damn thing looks. like Oh when yeah. You were walking Islands yep. Adventure, the huge gates with the the jeep, the expedition vehicle, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to call it, going through those gates with the fire all around it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like you can't beat that, but. Kind of moving it back to Hegrid a little bit. Hegrid has bits and pieces like that. As soon as you go underneath those arches, mm. you get a good view of the track, and you actually see the motorbike whiz right past you. Oh, nice! It is. It sets the mood perfectly That's for what's good. about to come. Yeah. The great like news that. is you can see none of the show elements. You can only see the coaster. Oh, okay. When you're mm. so you do not see any of the show elements until you actually encounter it on the ride, and if you can. I know it's very hard. I know you have listeners from all over because theme park fans are worldwide. Yeah, try to avoid watching a a point. I view haven't.
0: Video. I, you I know? yeah. I started to, and I was like, no, nah, it's. I'll, I'll see it sooner than later. I know we we were just talking with my wife that we're talking about you know waiting a year, but now nah, well, there's going to be there You'll there will be the, there will be that lull when school goes back in and. Well, actually, there's not that lull thanks to Halloween hard night starting so early, but there's sure. there's, there's going to be somewhere in there we can sneak out on a weekday morning and yeah,
1: absolutely and
0: and spend that day waiting for it. And the cool news and the is rain will probably stop by then. That's been the big thing right now at Of opening. course, yeah. uh, they
1: they're having unfortunately a lot of operational issues due to the rain. Yeah. Um, I think it's unfair that a lot of people are saying they're having huge technical issues because a lot of those issues are being weather related right, right now. So unfortunately, that's just kind of how it works here in Florida. Yeah.
0: All right, so I was going to ask this in the beginning, but it's, I think it's actually, I am curious about the other two. Sure. Though I think I got to figure it out. I was going to say, what's your ranking of the Harry Potter rides now? But I think from this discussion, I figured it out, but I'll get a confirmation sure. of you.
1: Sure. So I, I, I might have tipped my hand a little bit. I, you know, if you would have asked me this question before my ride yesterday, it actually would have been one different. Really? Um, okay. What I mean I'm, by that. Yeah,
0: I'm curious is, about this.
1: Forbidden Journey unfortunately has has shifted a little bit because I rode the two attractions back to back last ah. night. Um, okay. I would actually say Hagrid is the best Harry Potter attraction okay. currently. Um, and that is just because everything is physical. It's got a great thrill factor to it. and it is uh, quite quite frankly, it's a great ride from front to back. okay the The reason I would put Forbidden Journey ahead, we have gotten very, very spoiled just because we are Florida Natives. The Hagrid queue has nothing that comes close to the Forbidden Journey queue as far as immersive ah, elements, okay. the pre-shows, and yep, everything. Yep. So I would give Forbidden Journey a leg up there. I think the challenge is very close, but right now I'm I am feeling honestly that Hagrid is is the best Harry Potter attraction, followed by Forbidden Journey, then Escape from Gringotts. Yep.
0: Okay, Gringotts was the first one I've ever got evac'd on, and that's always fun. It's, it's, it sounds weird that you actually can enjoy being stopped on a ride and having to get off and walk off the ride. Sure. Well, yeah. From, a, from a, someone that is a big theme park junkie, you understand. You get to see things that It's fun you to don't, look around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. My uh, <laughs>
1: my absolute dream is being able to be evac'd off Dinosaur with all the stage lights on. I know we're talking Universal, yeah, no, right? but yeah. Disney's Animal Kingdom, I would love to see <laughs> yeah. all that with the lights on. I know it's a big black box, but I want to see it.
0: Yeah, I got evac'd off of Kong actually, and everyone was like looking around. It was uh, we got evac'd I think in the second room, so they let us out the front. So we went past the bats, or they're not called bats, you know, the, ones, sure. the giant bats. So everyone's looking at them. I was looking at the floor because I was looking at the whole sensor system that I'm assuming sends signals to the jeep to oh, yeah. keep it in the path it's going. Yeah, and the, for
1: those of you who don't know, Kong is a fully trackless ride, right? yes. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, I mean, I like I, I like getting evac'd after I've been. On it Once <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, it yeah. on it you don't own, want that right? for yeah. your first experience yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, and it
1: is a shame because like it, it hit me yesterday, but with any new attraction, there are unfortunately growing pains, yeah. but I am fortunate enough where I have not encountered any of those growing pains on either of my Hagrid rides, but it, it especially hit me the second time after I finished my attraction, I'm like, Unfortunately, you will never be able to relive that high of the first right. time doing yep. an attraction. Yeah. Um, and as much as I enjoyed the second ride, it just – it's hard to compare that first day opening experience sure. and, like, yep. that big payoff at the end versus, you know, now it is here literally forever as long as the resort is. Yeah. And this is just how it's – it's still great. It's just coming down from that hype level, you know? And I feel like that's part of the reason. If I did have a major change of opinion since my first time writing versus my second time writing, which opinions will constantly change after each rewrite, absolutely, yeah, um, it would have happened. And so I do feel comfortable actually saying Hagrid's the best attraction nice. right now.
0: Now, how many of the? Um, not I don't need a numbered number, but like all, are are all the? Um, and you may have you explored this, and I'm just forgetting the show elements. Are they mostly outside? Or are they? Undercover so a lot of, of the
1: sort. a lot of the show elements are it's about half and half okay. i would say um i'm not sure if you want me to break those down for the sixth no of no spoilers. i'm just curious
0: cuz i was okay. wondering cuz like i mean obviously the I'm sure the ones that are outside are built to be outside, but regardless of what you do, they're going to sure. have a lesser uh, lifespan than the ones inside. The one, Those will be the first that will break down There's one happens. really
1: big one outside, and you can tell it is basically a more advanced version of what we've seen from like, River Adventure mm-hmm. with the, the dinosaurs over there. The really impressive ones – this isn't a, a spoiler just because it has been in the marketing material. There's a very lifelike Hagrid audio
0: animatronic. Yeah, I've seen He that. is
1: underneath some covering. Okay. Um, but it's still – it's exposed – but he's got a cover, yeah. So
0: okay, because I was just yeah. I haven't obviously I haven't seen it yet. I was curious because I do remember when uh, <laughs> I think it was the I want to say it was the Vivendi days. One of those odd ownerships of Universal where they just did not really care anymore about River Adventure.
1: The mid 2000s yeah, and, like,
0: and then problems, yeah. and then the whole MCA C, or uh, not CBS. <laughs> CBS well, that's wrong. NBC pre-Comcast took over, and then that stuff got fixed real quick. Sure, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Which, supposedly, I mean, if we're talking rumors and stuff, Jurassic World, the ride, is about to debut out in Hollywood. Um, It's looking like it's going to be something really spectacular. We
0: heard uh, quite a bit about it. We went to uh, i I'm going to mess this up, and Brad is going to be so upset, Kualoa Ranch over in Hawaii. There you go. Brad is furiously typing away on his keyboard right now, and uh, in the um, one of the one of the um, tours we went on had a lot to do with TV movie filming in Jurassic Park, and they've added the, I guess the 3D scanning they did of Jurassic Valley for the new ride. So we actually heard about that element to the new ride that I wasn't expecting to hear on this trip that we took to to the ranch. So once I heard that, I was like, okay. That's pretty cool. They came in and scanned an entire valley of an island for this ride. So that does – yeah, sure. That's, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that as well.
1: It's pretty – they're really going all out with it. And there's a lot of speculation as far as what work is being done in the Jurassic Park section over in Islands of Adventure. Unfortunately, Universal does not have super tight lips when it comes to their, their rumors. So we all know it's a Jurassic <laughs> Park coaster know, right? that's yeah. coming. But – there's there's just no way feasibly that they're going to do a Jurassic World roller coaster and a Jurassic Park land. Yeah, I don't – So yeah. we're getting we're getting the Jurassic World overlay. I
0: think so, – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a hell of a lot more of expansion after that, unfortunately, which is too bad because I do like Jurassic Park. But whatever they're doing, I'm pretty excited about.
1: Yeah, and it's just nice. I mean, as much as I love – I mean, Jurassic Park is in my top three movies of all time, um, just like it is for the rest of us on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but. Jurassic Park is the franchise people are going to – or specifically the film that people are going to remember and love forever. Jurassic World is the hot new property. Mm -hmm. And we actually just talked about, unfortunately, to get upgrades to these attractions, you basically have to change it to the newest iteration of that franchise to get monetary approval to do that sort of thing. Yeah, right. River Adventure looks fine. But is it the e-ticket attraction it was when it was built no, back in no. 95 in L.A.? Nope. It's not. Nope. So if Jurassic World allows that ride to receive the the upgrade that it deserves, so be it. You know, right. As sad as I am going to be to say goodbye to the park branding.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yep. But I have not been on that in, my God, I don't know how many years. Oh, I meant to tell you, we are having a German, a Dusseldorf- Alt beer now, so more malt forward than the last. You couple went full we
1: Schwarzenegger. I know he's Austrian, but I have no idea what you just said there,
0: bud. But. Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf alt beer. That's it's the um, traditionally. I don't know how much. I think they still do it traditionally, but like back in back in the day, not even my day, older than me. Each German town, Cologne had kolsch Dusseldorf had this alt beer. They'd have huh. the, the town would have a beer, and you'd go into a pub, and that is all you had. And it wasn't for you know just. Uh, and what I want to say, not because they didn't want choice. It's just, that's just how it was. That's how tradition was built. Sure. And each pub would have their own, what they felt was their perfect version of that particular beer. Now, it's, of course, now Americanized and whatnot. So that's what that's what this is based after. So it's more of a, it's kind of like a bitter multi rather than a, you won't get a lot of direct hops, but the bitterness might come from the hops if you're getting it. Sure. Yeah. Different one I wanted to try. I've never had had never had the chance to have it, so I made it.
1: I like that too. You can definitely taste the bitterness. Different. Um, you know what's interesting? I actually lived in Mannheim, Germany. Oh, really? For about four years. Wow. So, huh. so uh, getting in touch with my uh, there
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Manheim my traveling Spear roots was. here. So that's an interesting question. Never thought to ask you. You're not from Florida originally, are you? I'm
1: not from Florida. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I am actually from Mississippi.
0: You'd really? never be able to tell. <laughs> I, I guess
1: that I grew up in an army family, so okay. I I, I kind of figured it was going a bit with everywhere. Germany.
0: Yeah, I can't segue this into anything that I know we were going to talk about. So I'll do my best. We right. could talk about the uh, the other pale white ghostly apparition thing <laughs> in the room. This is another. This is another one that's like I think it's going to be zero surprise to anybody sure in the community if it happens, mm-hmm. which. The more that. Well, I don't even know what to say. The, the closer we're getting to finding out what's everything, everything's going to be at 29, the more it seems likely. So I'm talking about the possibility, just the possibility, the what ifness of Ghostbusters coming to sure. Halloween Hard Nights.
1: So let's go ahead and just lay some facts on you, fine folks. Yeah. <laughs> this is the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Which I, I didn't
0: sure. realize yeah. until. I don't know when, like an embarrassingly short time ago.
1: <laughs> I uh, I've hu- I'm going to be honest. I've always been a Ghostbusters fan, but I have really kicked into it just the last couple of weeks because you know it's been it's been kind of quiet in Ghostbusters. Because say what you will, I like the 16 film for what it was. A lot of people had their feelings about the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. It got kind of lost in a, in a lot of that shuffle, um, but it, it appears that it that kind of negativity has completely waned off and now people are riding the pure nostalgia waves of ghostbusters yeah. again with it being the 35th anniversary now's the the perfect time to do that yeah I would, um, yeah
0: that's that's a no-brainer as far as the timing sure I just picked
1: – I mean, they announced earlier this year, they announced they're doing a proper sequel to Ghostbusters 2. They're doing Ghostbusters 3, mm-hmm. um, which is Ivan Reitman's son is actually directing that one, if I remember correctly.
0: The writing or, – or, I mean uh, – okay, so he he's yeah. probably directing because I'm sure Dan Eckert is writing or at least putting his hand in I That's believe right, they're all sense. working on it yeah, together. Yeah. But
1: this is supposedly going to be kind of like a passing the torch uh, as far as from the old Ghostbusters lineage on down. But we've seen a lot of Ghostbusters just kind of building up over the last few years. I mean, we did have a pretty notable cameo in Stranger Things two back in oh, yeah. twenty seventeen, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> which everyone lost their minds of. And a matter of fact, if you go to Target, you can actually buy a Ghostbusters T shirt, and he's wearing Dustin's cap. Oh my god! And it that's says Stranger funny. Things through it. So, um, <laughs> my friend Drew from Inside Universal, he said if you play a drinking game, anytime you see this, drink. You'll be passed out before you leave. Stay and scream. It's going to be the shirt oh, of the year. Yeah, I promise right. You. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, so Ghostbusters is back in high swing. They just announced the remaster of the video game, which was that
0: I can't wait to get. I had a. Ooh, what was what was the first one? PlayStation two or three?
1: Uh I mean Ghostbusters was actually on the. You mean like the like the first like.
0: No, I mean the f- the game they are remastered.
1: Oh yeah, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Okay,
0: I so had it was a play- two thousand and nine, and I had a two when it came out, and I bought the two, which had the same story, but they had a way way simpler. It was almost animated, not not the real Ghostbusters animated, but it was like sure. an animated. Ver- it was a really scaled down of the graphics. I really liked playing it, but I was like, oh, this isn't. An- you know, the PlayStation the actual, 3. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. really... The, when the remaster comes out, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it and play I it again. I think I know
1: the one you're talking about. It was like a co-op, like a couch co-op t- style game, right? I think so, Where yeah. all four yeah. of you yep. played as a different
0: Ghostbuster. No, well, I didn't because I don't... Yeah, that, that. <laughs> Well, I don't have it's friends either. A, no, I understand. It's a, and, um, I yeah. It's, and this, is, this is PlayStation 2, so there was no MM, or no, uh, connecting online at the time. So, sure. Uh, and my wife will be damned if she's going to play a video game.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. I thought for a second you were asking about the first Ghostbuster. I was like, that, no, was, no, like no, Atari, no, no, that was like Atari. No,
0: I, had, I did have a – actually, if you want to go all the way back. Yeah. I had a Ghostbusters game for my Apple Two C. Oh, wow. That's – so it went back all the way there. Super
1: chiptune version of the the Ghostbusters theme. There you go. Probably sounds like my ringtone right now. (laughs) I'm showing (laughs) Matt, but uh, I've been all Ghostbustered up (pause) for – yeah, like, I get a Texas, the Proton Pack. Like, I'm I'm fully ready to go. Oh, cool. I'm not sure. Speaking of video games, I'm not sure if you, you're you probably familiar with Rocket League or maybe you've heard of Rocket I've League. I've heard of it, it yes. yes. So it's basically, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you at home know, but it is basically soccer with cars. It's absurd,
0: a lot of explosions,
1: <laughs> chaos. They actually just put the Ecto-1 oh, in, that's in cool. the game. Yeah. They're doing a whole 80s event, so Ghostbusters this, is in there.
0: This whole this whole anniversary thing, I mean, I me mean missing it, it's so obvious now. The, I think it started when 7-Eleven put out to... Slurpees, yeah, and they had the anniversary cup. I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's 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 kind of cool." Mm-hmm. Didn't even think why is that happening. Then a bunch of merchandise. Probably Funko is the first thing that came out, but a, uh, oh, the oh no, I guess the the uh, Firehouse Lego was a year or two ago. But besides that, there's other bits and bobs of merchandise. Then I, for the life of me, cannot get off the Wizard World Convention Circuit email list, even though I unsubscribed a <laughs> hundred times. And, then, and there was a whole Ghostbusters only thing. And you could buy this whole day with ghost hunting with Dan Aykroyd for like three thousand dollars or something. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. He'll like, sign your bottle of yeah, crystal. Skull yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Ghostbusters theme convention for Wizard World, and then it's like somewhere along the way, I caught it was thirty fifth anniversary. I'm like, how did I not see any of that in all this other stuff I saw?
1: I just picked up my my thirty fifth of Ghostbusters one and two four K releases. Oh, nice. Like I am I am ready to go. The <laughs> film looks
0: amazing in four K. By
1: the way, just super filmic. But yes, Sony has been pursuing the 35th anniversary super hard, and that's um, an
0: odd number. I mean, twenty five, thirty; those are nice round numbers. Thirty five is like it's kind of like just a weird a, number. It's not in a weird, weird spot, but it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's 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 at least it's a five. At least it didn't pick like thirty seven. That would make sure. No sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> like
1: celebrating the thirty six and a half yeah. anniversary <laughs> of Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, Ghostbusters is, you know, we were talking about classic movie adaptations last year was Poltergeist. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and it follows that tradition, which is now, I think we can safely call it, it's well, it's following on the heels of Exorcist, Shining, Poltergeist. I think we can safely assume we're going to get a classic interpretation or a movie, an interpretation of a classic movie every year for a while.
1: Yeah. yeah. It makes me wonder if they were like, when, when 26 happened, they're like, wow, we did. We did so many of these at one time. Maybe we need to take one back (laughs) because we didn't talk about it, but Halloween 4, I I really like the Halloween franchise for what it is. Halloween 4 could be chalked up as far as being a classic horror adaptation as well. Not on the level of Exorcist Shining or or anything like – or Poltergeist even. But, yes, this is very much the – the classic horror movie adaptation, mm. along with a certain Rob Zombie film, which I'm sure yeah, right. we'll touch base <laughs> on later. That's kind of like the cult property this year. Um, Ghostbusters, I've just watched it twice in the last couple of days just because, once again, I just picked up these new copies. Love it, love it, love it. It's going to be really interesting to see how they adapt this into it, Yeah, house. I
0: know. I, Not
1: as far as where I'm like, they can't do it. no. I, I know. It's it's I, just I like saying. putting your mind around how they're going to do
0: it. And I had the same thing with some elements of The Shining, and I had a lot of that from the get-go. With Poltergeist. Exactly. Yeah. Especially the, well, what ended up being the opening scene, but that particular scene, the, the the well, we didn't really get the pool, and that didn't matter. It was the storm and the graveyard. Sure. Well, with the storm, that was actually true. That's That's closer to what was really happening. Um, Yeah, so uh, they've proven they're going to completely exceed my expectations, so I'm not even going to bother to (laughs) really worry about it, but I have been thinking about it. There you go. And the only thing I thought of that I would love to see, think of the very end of the movie, when they're covered with melted marshmallow. (laughs) It would be really cool to walk through a very short block of New York City that's filled with floam like from the tricks, tricks uh, and tunes. Tri- yeah. yeah tricks yeah. and foons. Or whatever, yeah. Tri- whatever, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Whatever his name was. That'd be a kind of neat little cap to the, that the story. That would be cool.
1: I love the, the theory or not the theory, but just like the set reports of Dan Aykroyd. He's like, no, 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 I need more fluff. Yeah, right, and so yeah, he's right, yeah. literally head to toe in it. Um, personally, that, that would be me. I would love to. Um, if you could put me in a maze, I just, I would sh- shave my entire face. I would love to be stance. Um, he says, you guys got to try this pole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's – and I guess going off the back of that, I really want a lot of the iconic sound cues put in this house because I think that's what's really going to make this house Ghostbusters. I would imagine we are going to see the Ghostbusters in yeah. the actual house. I don't think they're going to go super abstract with it where they're not going to use – well the titular characters in it, you know, I imagine we are going to see the four ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, uh, Janine, that sure, yeah, character. Of yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but she'll, I wonder pro- who else. she'll probably be answering the phone and screaming, "We got one!" and that's the the room you'll always we be stuck. One. That's the room you'll always be stuck in, and that's the recording it's that we're going to hear the murder. right? <laughs> yeah, like right, that's yeah. just that scene. <laughs> it's the I got oh my, it's the how dare you room for me, insidious. I got stuck in how dare you for like twenty minutes, and the erotic part was was the the woman out of the closet was a friend of mine, and it got. <laughs> it was funny the first 10 times the last 20 it was like a little awkward it's like she comes out it's like oh you're still here it's <laughs> you gotta keep acting yeah exactly uh, right yeah. yeah but you can see in her face it's like i'm done there you
1: go <laughs>
0: yeah i
1: look i need cleaning up the town to appear in the house like <laughs> right. as long as i can hear that uh playing through there of course we're going to get the theme song like oh yeah i would yeah, imagine yeah. that's going to be the intro and I don't know how you're going to do it, but I imagine we'll probably see the the iconic Ghostbusters logo, like almost like what they did with Stranger Things last oh, year. Maybe yeah, it's like a projection yeah, yeah. or something like that.
0: I think it's. Um, uh, hmm, um, the, depending on where it is, which I don't, I forget what the speculation map said. Do you remember?
1: Uh, it was Soundstage. Okay, Soundstage
0: is really, that's all I wanted to know yeah, because I they I think could, it was where
1: Carnival was. The entrance, as far as they, we've,
0: they, the entrances they do, There it would be absolutely no surprise to see us walking into the firehouse and that the logo could be right there on the sign, like the slaughtered lamb.
1: I definitely think the firehouse is going to be the facade. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope that it might not go this way, but we are going to see the library scene in some capacity. I know we will. With the uh, – <laughs> underneath with
0: – yeah. There was a – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're there, good. You, when you said that, I immediately thought of the Pepper's Ghost from Ghost Town down that hallway. That's yeah. the library scene. Just instead of the walls, it would be books on the other side. That's – there you go. Not
1: there's, to not to talk a lot of inside baseball, but from what we understand, there's going to be a lot of physical effects in the house. Wow. Uh, as far as Pepper's ghosts, the physical Slimers yeah.
0: – huge stay puffed that's the thing i mean i know there's going to be something for it and i can't wait to see if you we could
1: imagine like on the scale of the giant clowns or the giant like skull heads from poltergeist but with the stay puffed throughout the house like that's going to be cool oh yeah i didn't even think of that that's a i tried to think of something that would never ever hurt me (laughs) 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 oh i don't have the magazine in there
0: yeah i should have had it you would you would appreciate this i'll show you on the way out um, one of my one of my brewing magazines had their label of the year award, and I forget the brewery, but it was um, Revenge of Stay Puff. It was a marshmallow, chocolate, coconut beer, and it was oh, man. him climbing back up the build, side of the building was the label, and that one label of the year for oh, all the breweries. Awesome. <laughs> oh man,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I now go. I
0: have to go find that beer. That's great. Oh man, so yeah, there's um, there was one thing we were, you you said something made me think of it. Now I've lost. Oh um. The woman, the the goddess, and well, I guess the dogs weren't, they were her dogs. They, they, it would be a shame not to have those. I'm sure, sure they're going course. to be there. You've
1: got to have the giant demon, uh, demon and dogs. And I
0: don't know if they're going to use, reuse the, well, they have multiple of them. So they're going to reuse those, the werewolf puppets that were the crocodile and then the cowardly lion, but they have more than one. So they could have one as the dog. And then I, I expect them to see, I see, see one as a tiger in, uh, Pit, uh, Night Night Gales, blood pit up, Nightingale's blood pit. So, but yeah, they have more than one, so they, they can spread them out. Oh man,
1: yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Seeing the, yeah, that's ooh boy. Especially if there's one in a refrigerator. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Cool. Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Ivan Reitman doing the voice. Was it really you know, like, that? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know I just that. Pitched down, um, but this is the one property that actually I feel could stand toe to toe with Stranger Things, like equal billing. I still think Stranger Things, when it comes to the marketing, that's going to be the big, big marquee thing. There's a reason they announced it first to go ahead and sell those vacation packages. Absolutely, right? yeah. But yeah. Ghostbusters is going to be right there alongside yeah, it. I, I would so not too. be surprised to it's, see double billing.
0: It's really interesting, like marketing tactic because you're going to get you get I mean, straight, both of them have fans in every generation. There's no doubt about that. But I would mm-hmm. say there's a far more larger number of younger generation people that would want to come see Stranger Things and say someone my age. On the other hand, there's going to be people my age bringing their family or themselves or their friends to Ghostbusters. So they've really, if if they are going to do Ghostbusters, and again, we don't know anything. Sure. If they do it, they've really covered a Ton of demographics in two houses, oh, yeah. two well, marquee houses. I
1: mean, like even look at the stuff that has been announced. You've got your your classic Universal fans. With the Universal Monsters,
0: I have you know, it's so funny about it's it's this is it's it suffers from early release. I've already forgotten about that, and Universal I was Universal Monsters, and I just was leaping out of my skin when they announced that. that holy is, crap! I forgot is about still that too. My number one house. It version. is now that you reminded me. It's yeah. there.
1: <laughs> Universal Monsters, like I don't think anything's going to knock that off the top. And then Nightingales, unfortunately, I missed the first Nightingales, but I did get to see parts of it in twenty five. Yeah. I just love ancient Rome. So like, I'm super yeah, excited I for know, nightingales, yeah. but as far as the IPs are concerned, ghostbusters, like nothing <laughs> is going to top that right. on the IP level, but it is super interesting. Cause nightingales, like my guy, and company have already said on Twitter, like this is going to be the most like insane, violent, gory, bloody house that <laughs> you're so, going to see this year. And then you couple that with something that is a perennial family comedy classic. Yeah. That is ghostbusters. Like you literally are hitting each side of the market Talking about that, Rob Zombie property, like yeah. that's something else entirely. Yeah, another really big, popular modern horror movie property uh, that's that's been speculated. Like they've really covered all their bases.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's and now now let's let's talk a little bit. This is I don't want to talk trash necessarily, but I kind of I don't want to. What is it? What do you kids say? I don't want to spill the tea. I want to. <laughs> I just kind of. I want to. I want to. Knocking knock around a little bit though. Do you think? And I got two things to say here. Do you think? Nightingales, the way they've been talking about it is a direct response to a kind of large amount of criticism they got about last year not being gory enough and horrific enough.
1: I think think that you're definitely aware of the complaints, not necessarily complaints, but the... Oh, it's it's too family-friendly now. Like, the event's bloodless, even though there were, you know, dead children and <laughs> seeds of babies extinction. Babies
0: in cribs. Which people complained about. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. Well, there's always going to be something. something yeah, like there's lot, always. No matter there's what.
1: Always, they always push it a little too far, but on the same time, they're too family-friendly yeah, now. Yeah, I
0: know. Right, but, yeah.
1: Which, like. Okay, I get it. I'm, I haven't been involved in in the scene as long as as even yourself has, but like it seems like the they're getting family friendly complaint has been going on since yeah. like the very early years. So I don't hold any weight to that. Someone
0: either. always says something. There's always always something about it. In every yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. This. Which
1: they're not, but I do believe they heard the complaint. They're like, hey, there's not really a bloody house. Yeah. And Nightingales, they're like, okay, well, like they want a bloody house. Here's their chance.
0: That's what, see, that's, and that's the thing. I'm not sure that Nightingales was created in response to that because I know, and they've said many times, they're already working on the next year before this year opens. Of course, they give the attention to this year when it opens for the sure. response, but I, Nightingale's is a property they've had since 21. I'm sure they plan to have done this before they heard those complaints about last year. But I think, or I'm asking, I shouldn't say I think, I don't know. I'm pondering is the the fact that they are, when well, they're not talking about so much now, but I'm sure when we get closer, like end of August, beginning of September, it will hammer it again. But when they pushed that announcement out, there was no, and even the, even the, the, Artwork has blood all over it. They yeah. were making. It's sure. literally called Blood Pit. Yes, like, I think. Yeah. They, I think they were making sure that they were addressing. Sure. You want blood? You You've got, got blood, it,
1: <laughs> right? Bon Scott is so happy right now. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> two of you got that joke. I know, I'm here right? For it. Uh, Matt was one of them, but I feel like so doing gladiators this time with Nightingales is going to give them a little bit more leeway than even they had during Twenty One the reason being is i feel like doing with 21 and then focusing on you know the great war time period there is a certain degree of even though it's a haunted house you want to ex- Approach that with a certain degree of respect. Yes, they yeah. can go all out with gladiators. True, I, I don't think they're going to have to. Not that they held back during twenty one, and once again, I didn't see the maze. You did, mm-hmm. but I feel like they can really go out with dismemberment and gore right. and blood yeah. in a way that maybe would not have been as tastefully done if they did that with, uh, you know, World War One. Yeah.
0: and World War One most uh, for. A, a very large majority of it. not not the war. The scene. The World War One was. They took you through the trenches during the night, so it was dark. And, and this is going to be dark as well. I think. Obviously, all the ha- the houses are are dark by nature. But I think um, with the gladiatorial fights, as we know them, especially from TVs and movies, are typically in the day. So I think there's going to be more light. I don't think it's going to be daylight bright in there, but sure. I think we're going to see a lot more of the action than the setting for the last one, because I was in the trenches during the night, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Uh,
1: Well, they did mention something as far as, like, the blood seeping through the sand. True, yeah. So I feel like we're probably going to be not – I was about to say catacombs, which would have been strangely <laughs> a, like appropriate, but kind of like the the holding areas of the gladiators and everything oh, before true. they yeah. go to battle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right. going to be yeah. a good mixture. That's a good point. I yeah. just hope we get like a great facade. I'm pretty sure you and Quent mentioned this. Like, I hope we get a great facade yeah. with the Colosseum, yep. and yep. I think it's going to be a healthy mixture. But yeah. I do think some form of darkness is probably going to be...
0: Actually, we we did talk about this. It's coming back to me. We did speculate it's going to be mostly under... Because I think there was even something in either the blog post or the press release about it being... I don't think the exact words where it was the underground chambers of the Coliseum, but that was mentioned, and we thought, okay, now we know where... We, and that's where we got the idea of the tiger, somewhere sure. in one of the pens or something. So, but okay, so it'll still be dark, but I still think you're right. I still think you're... I was just trying to... Elaborate on your point, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be so much daylight stuff that I'm, I am that was picturing. Although it would be cool. Well, no, it wouldn't because then it would blind you and you wouldn't see anything else. No, never mind.
1: <laughs> sure. Well, it is interesting because if you look at it, so like it's safe to say depths of fear is probably going to be kind of limited visibility throughout there. Yeah. Um, just considering that's where like Hive and Dead Exposure were as far as on the map. That mm-hmm. tends to be a pretty dark location. I imagine Universal Monsters – it's probably going to have a, a fair amount of light, but it's not going to be like super well lit up. Um, Ghostbusters is probably the one that's going to be most interesting as far as lighting. Uh, talking yeah. in terms of darkness, at least that's been currently announced.
0: Well, most of that, the most exciting parts of that do happen at night. So that the setting takes place, but then you're also going to have... I mean, just the the, the the proton packs alone, I'm curious how they're going to do. And now we're back on that. Sure. Did we sure. start this on Ghostbusters? We started we on We did. Okay, good. We're yeah. back to Ghostbusters. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was worried for a second, so. Well, we're kind of hitting
1: what's been announced yeah. and what yeah. – uh, I brought it up with Universal Monsters. That's all good. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's – I guess the point remaining is uh, – how we got here is – they're really addressing, like, every part of the demographic as far as what you could want from Halloween Horror Nights this year. F the current speculation is 100% correct. Right. right. Yeah. Yep.
0: yep. All right. So let me open another, if this is good to go. My last two bottles. were. Oh, this one looks better. This is a Ooh. test IPA recipe that I made. I have not tasted this yet, so. Cheers. First let me sample it and make sure it's not infected. I don't want to get you sick. Although most infected beers won't actually get you sick. It just tastes like shit. Okay, it's not infected, but it's still young, so you're gonna get like a little bit of a sweet buttery taste to it, but I think you'll get an idea of where that's where it's going. This isn't, no, the, that's all right. this isn't the best of what we had, in my opinion.
1: I uh it is it's on its way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can taste what it... It is striving to be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, this is the, of all these that you're having, these, this is the one i made most recently. You don't have to finish it if you don't like it.
1: Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. I, uh, I always finish my day Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Um, new beer, new subject. Let's, I did mention this in our text. I, because none of my friends have seen it. Now suck. Actually, it's not true. Shelby's has seen it. Um, but none of, Quentin hasn't seen it. My wife wouldn't be caught dead in the theater. Godzilla hmm You're one of the – well, I don't follow a whole lot of people on Twitter, so, so you're one of the few people that spoke positively about it. But that's not true. I think everyone that I follow spoke positively about it, and that's why they're people I follow. Yeah. But I have seen all the critics and whatnot, and I almost didn't see it. I really wanted to see it while I was on vacation because that's like a tradition my family had done on vacations when I was growing up. We always used to see a movie together. My wife didn't really want to spend – two plus hours in a theater while we're in her home state and she wants to show me everything opportunity came up where she went to go talk to her drama old drama teacher. I'm like, I'll be happy to not go. I know exactly what I'm going to go do. Yeah. So I was super happy to see it opening weekend, not opening night, but opening weekend. Sure. And my God, did I just, uh, uh, there was, is it perfect? No, but when you take the stuff that isn't perfect out of it, it all comes down to the humans and then you're left with the monsters. And that's what I loved about this. Sure. Movie.
1: Well, uh, so let's go ahead and start here. Let me ask you a question: uh, w- Were you a fan of Gareth Edwards' 2014 Godzilla? Uh,
0: yeah, I enjoyed it well enough. I was a little disappointed. I wanted to see sure. more monster and monster destruction, but it was it was it was enjoyable. I also did watch it on a plane on an international flight, so that might have something to do with it because it took up a good two hours of Maybe my time. Maybe a little bit, yeah. sure.
1: I I was not a fan of the 2014 Godzilla. Just because that's fair. I understand, um, I don't think this argument holds up any weight. As far as me saying Godzilla's only in 10 to 12 minutes of that film, and then people yeah, are yeah. like that's how it was in the original. But like we have moved so far past that at this point, I, agree. I don't think yep. that holds any weight. Yep. This new film, it's literally called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. You get so much monster action in this movie. I was, however, a big fan of not the the prequel to this, but the film that that came before this in the Monster Verse is what they're calling it. I really had a blast with Kong, Kong Skull Island.
0: Kong was Skull Island was the last movie I've seen in IMAX. Yeah, it is. I didn't mm-hmm. see Avengers, Star Wars, or the other ones since then, and I loved that movie.
1: I. I think it's a blast. And what's interesting is Universal was on that project and yeah. then dropped off. because I, um, I remember discussing very early on on my, my original show that I got in this whole podcast thing with as far as is this new Skull Island attraction coming to Universal based on this new movie right. or the Peter That's, Jackson? I wasn't film? sure
0: either at first until I yeah, until I saw some artwork and went, Oh, it's the Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure. I but I, I really love Skull Island. I think it's a blast. I still, I would probably put that movie just a tiny bit ahead of it. Just I do because as well. I, I enjoy that specific period of time, and like I just think it's a great movie from front yep. to back. John C. Riley can't. Be
0: oh God, he under-appreciated was so good. In the net. Yeah. The
1: best part is not only is he hilarious with the – you think they're you think they're birds. They're fucking ants. Like, that is my favorite line of dialogue in the last five years. Yeah. But, um, not only is he hilarious, he really carries the emotional weight of that yeah. movie. But this movie, for all the complaints of, wow, the humans are, are like super unlikable and you don't care about what they're doing. I didn't have that problem at all with
0: King of the Monsters. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't dislike them. In fact, there, well, I mean, there was a bad guy, but even he, and as you see in the, the, uh, um, after credits scene, he's a long game character. He's sure. going to be kind of the, I don't even know what you would call him, the Loki or the, well, no, Loki's not so much, but he's going to be the long-term bad guy, at least it appears to be. And he didn't even bother me. I, I hated Samuel L. Jackson's character. I like could not wait for that character to yeah. die and gone.
1: But he's like so badass while he's doing it. He's, yeah, true, yeah he's standing right, yeah. in front of him yep. with a flare. He's yeah. like, come
0: on. Yep. Um. But
1: this delivered what I wanted to see from a oh, Godzilla too. Movie yep. Godzilla was in it throughout mothra is arguably the best part of the movie she's
0: amazing <laughs> that was a big surprise that yeah. was a huge surprise and then rodan this is the best version of rodan i've seen which is i mean you kind of expect in a modern film and rodan hasn't been around since the, really the 70s he's sure. shown up in other ones in the 90s and early 2000s but i really liked not only i'm not only saying from a design standpoint which i did i liked his design but this rodan had like way more personality like that subservient oh, yeah. i will go with the winner i'm such a he's like the star scream of sure, <laughs> the big sure. monsters in this movie he's
1: bitch ass yeah right off. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse my french no, that's true um, right but yeah i so personally i am a big king godira fan like he is my yeah, right? favorite yep. of the kaiju i just think he's he's such a badass character in every iteration and He was awesome throughout this. I love how each of the heads had their own personality. Um, And I like that the two were always bickering at each other. And it was like Big Mama in the middle was just like, shut the hell up. We're like trying to do something.
0: I was just looking up on my phone with all the other petitions that are out there for everything that ever happens. I need to start one to have Noah change the G hurricane storm to Gohedra. (laughs) If it happens this season. Sure. And <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know why. Exactly. It's not
1: a tropical storm. Um, but that was great. Like that scene, I know you've all seen it in the trailer. I guess it doesn't really matter. We're in full spoiler territory. If you wanted to see Godzilla, you've probably been, already seen
0: it. It's been almost a month. But that it's scene where he's
1: on top of like the Argentinian mountain. Yeah. or uh, I think it was Mexico, actually. But when he's on top of like that volcano and just like – The cross in the foreground is like, this is your God now. Like, Oh man, it was awesome front to back.
0: There was a still that was released of that. Or maybe it was in the trailer and I saw the still first. I saw that still and thought it was... I thought someone doctored it. I thought, oh man, that's... Someone is sure. like, that's pretty cool, whoever did that. And then when I actually saw it in the movie, I'm like, holy shit, that's really actually in the movie. Yeah. What's interesting, to tie it back to Horror Nights
1: talk, is Michael Doherty directed yes. this movie. yeah. And for those of you who uh, do not know, he did Trick or Treat. Yep. And he did Krampus. Yes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, Godzilla King of the Monsters movie, or House Next Year,
0: probably not. No, be I don't know cool. he would do that, but it would be cool. <laughs> yep. And another spoiler, um, just in general, but I think everyone knows this is coming, and, and again, from the, that ranch, which, uh, sorry, Brad, Kualoa, I think it was Kualoa Ranch, on the movie tour, they, they pointed out a live set, like, when they had rigging and whatnot up, and they said that's that's a live set right now for king kong versus godzilla oh wow okay that's all i needed to hear (laughs) cool they must be doing
1: reshoots uh on some stuff i so
0: probably yeah.
1: unfortunately uh, not to not to address the godzilla in the room (laughs) but the the movie has has kind of underperformed expectations has it really so Uh, the nice thing is kong versus godzilla is is already done. done okay so we are getting that movie regardless but whether or not legendary it. renews it from toho or not after this um we'll, we'll have to wait and
0: see yeah either way i mean if toho puts out new movies i'll see those too. there there's sure. been
1: well they've been wanting to do a sequel to shin godzilla for some time that was mm-hmm. their last film which was done by the guy who did uh evangelion he like directed and wrote that very popular oh, anime that. series yep. yeah but um yeah, from what I understand, like the current agreement with Godzilla is only one studio can currently hold the rights to Godzilla yeah. and its universe at any given point. So Legendary will pass the baton back to Toho, and mm. then it'll be up to them to determine if they want to relicense it. Yeah, I so, gotcha. Unfortunately, this next film might be our last one for a yeah. little bit. But yeah, yeah.
0: No, it'll, that's that's a franchise that'll forever be rebooted.
1: Oh, Godzilla? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: entire monster movie. Gamera doesn't seem to get the spotlight much. He should. That's right. Yeah.
1: Gamera (laughs) should just be like the Deadpool of the Kaiju
0: universe. Cracking wisecracks. (laughs) He's like, I'm the friend of the children. Uh. (laughs) Every time I can't think of a name, because the brewery, obviously, does this have a label? Yeah. Big Monster Brewery. Oh, there you go. There's the Smog Monster, but slightly altered. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Every time I can't think of a name for a beer. Or, a, or it's a style I don't like, I name it after a uh, gamma monster. Like, this Trappist, I think, was called Zigra. If it wasn't the Trappist, it was another Belgian ale. There you go. That's <laughs> it's like awesome. The, like the uh, bastard stepchild of the, of Kaiju.
1: I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if it was gamma or one of the knockoff. Like, the, the knockoff of Gamera that was on Mystery Science Theater. The
0: Gorgo or something like that? Gorgo, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was
1: like the <laughs> Z-list version of it, right? If gamma is... C list in comparison to everybody else. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: Actually speaking of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. My parents were just here um house sitting and they my mother was cleaning out the attic and found that. I forgot I owned that's so that. awesome. Yep. I was like, I am taking that into the office. There you go. And I gotta find a better shelf for it, but that's where it is right now. Did you
1: get a chance <laughs> to see them at the Hard Rock when they were here last year? No, I oh, could man. I could
0: have, but I my schedule was a little messed up and I was like, uh ah, sorry. I've met Joel. I met Joel. We um Neozaz had a we had a fundraiser for three years where we did, um, you know, well, yeah, you're a Star Wars fan, you know, Boba Fett's armor, those three plates. Sure, we made the three plates and we sent them out to artists all over the world, and they just would do something with them. Some did mashups, some did paintings on them. And we offered them off for charity, and we bought toys for underprivileged children. Sure, that we delivered to uh, toys, different toys for tots areas. Depending, we spread them out between the hosts. I made one super simple. I made it maroon and I put a Gizmonix sticker on there, and he was at a convention here in orlando that we actually we also had a table at for this project and i went over i was just perfectly willing and wanting to pay for his signature i just wanted it signed because i knew that would help the auction yeah he signed it he started you know really looking at it and asked how it was made and and i told him and then he starts talking about how he had he's taking old pictures or new well pictures of the two 90s 2000s Servo and Crow, and talked about how he made them in Minnesota originally and what he had done. And we had this whole, like, 40 minute conversation about craftsmanship. Sure. Which I never thought I'd ever have with Joel Hodgson. Well, there you go. Yeah. And in the end, his handler, you've been to conventions, right? Yeah. There's always have a person and they collect the money and do all that stuff. Sure. And she said, oh, I'll be $35. He's like, Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's for his charity. You know, it was nice talking to you. I was like, ah! that's awesome. <laughs> so it's about the, there you go. I just about lost it. <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: It's nice to have seen that the reboot is done as well yeah, as it has. Like yep. they, they've really nailed the the spirit of that that original series. Yep. And, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. I haven't seen the new season, The Gauntlet. I haven't seen that yet. I don't know if you've seen the second Netflix. Season not yet. yet. Yeah. No. I, I will. I just hadn't yet. All right. Well, let's see. Did you? Yeah. You. Oh, you didn't quite finish that. You don't have to, like I said. But let's. Oh since, no, I got you. Since that one was Cheers. not what I wanted. Here's the uh, – this should be a good representation of the game show beer. That is – someone drank all the beer in the keg. I don't know. <laughs> I might – let it, let that settle. I'll give you a bit of a more – more of a pour. Whoops. Dang. All right. Well, that's settling. We should
1: probably tell the good folks that the game show is still happening. Yeah, it's still happening. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. It's like I – It's a I, slow start. But. I finally got my um, – this is going to get bright. I just want to make sure everything's still okay. You were so good. Uh, I finally had gotten my, my butt in gear to start scheduling everything and then realized, oh, if I can't do this in the next two weeks, I can't do it for like the next month because I'm on
1: vacation. Yep. You went on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I went, went on vacation. vacation. Somebody yeah. else went on vacation. I think it was Kenny, one oh, of our half, Ken, that went he, on vacation. He did,
0: and now Quint is on vacation. Yeah. And I think Johnny said, was it, oh, he might have come and gone. He did. He went to, um, I don't remember what the haunt convention was. That was the weekend. He couldn't be there. So I think everyone's back now. We shall see. Until next week when
1: all three of us are in Jersey together. Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody but Travis is going to Jersey. So last year was the last uh, Warp Tour that that was cross-country. But they said before that was announced that because it was so close to the 25th anniversary that they were going to do one big Hubba Blue for the 25th anniversary, but it was only going to be in one place. So, Brad actually lives in Jersey. Yes, right. So, yes. we're all just going up to Jersey and doing a music festival for two days. It's going to be a good time.
0: Nice. Who's there?
1: We're seeing. Uh, you've got a lot of your, your bigger legacy bands, like Blink 182's headlining, The Offspring's there, 311 is playing one night. Uh, and then you have kind of like the older. Uh, scene staples I guess if you want to call them that like a day to remember who's from where I'm from Ocala oh, okay. is playing they're, they're headlining there's some older bands like Less Than Jake um, but basically it's just a big celebration of the last 25 years of bands that have played Warped Tours oh, nice. everybody playing has played the tour at some point whether that was all the way back in 96 or whether that was as recent as 2018.
0: Cool. No, I didn't realize you guys are going up there. That's yeah. cool.
1: Very much looking forward to it.
0: I'm a Lollapalooza generation, so those there days have come and gone. <laughs> uh, well, it's dead. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, they have come and gone for sure. Yeah.
1: Gone, and then come back, <laughs> and yeah. gone again. Speaking
0: yeah. – oh, I can finally segue. Speaking of musical fe- music, musical festivals, holy crap, that was awful. Music festivals. Um, I went to – this is within the past seven years. is the Dread Tour. And it was only Rob Zombie and Korn. Yep. And speaking of Rob Zombie. There you go. Ah, 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 I see what you're doing. Let's talk about our other big property uh, rumor. Sure. For uh, Halloween Horror Nights 28. Not,
1: not to toot our horn, but we started talking about this one back in January. So we've just been waiting on this one to drop.
0: Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: So that is, like you're alluding to, House of a Thousand Corpses. Now,
0: is this the one? I'm sure I should I should know this, but we don't cover Hollywood... History, so it's okay. Is that the one that was in Hollywood?
1: Yeah. So, okay, it was. So what's interesting is House of a Thousand Corpses started off as a maze for Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood. Yes. It okay. was basically built as a proof of concept for the movie.
0: And ah, then the movie okay. happened.
1: And then I think they've done it one more time since. The, yes, they did do it one more time. And it was a 3D maze in Hollywood that time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the first time Orlando's doing anything Rob Zombie.
0: Which is... I hope that's true because I love Rob Zombie. I have I I'll admit I've not seen House of a Thousand Corpses. Corpses cor- Is that right? your Corpses sure. has been out, but I I will catch myself up again or yeah. reacquaint really myself is a better word. And
1: than. it's, you know, we were talking about a cult favorite film. House of a Thousand Corpses has been around for for a little while now. I think it was 2003. Wow. Was House of a Thousand Corpses. Um but yeah, it is a film that has yeah. built its reputation. Stop I I'm <laughs> personally not a huge fan of Rob Zombie's filmography, but I think it's going to be a good house. (laughs) uh,
0: I don't know that there's one Rob Zombie movie that I'd say is like on my top 10, any subcategory of horror movies, but I'll still watch them because I'm a huge fan of him. I I love his music. I've loved his music since God, I don't know how long. Is it high school for me? It may have been. It was since the Beavis and Butthead days. That's how long ago it's that white was. white zombie era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've seen white... I saw... The last time I saw the Ramones in my... This is a better representation of this beer. But it's still better fresh out of the keg, so I want oh, to yeah. make this again. It's rare that the oh, yeah. bottle's better than the keg, but...
1: Like oh, I yeah. said, someone
0: emptied hey. someone that keg. I don't know who. This is my favorite one. It really? <laughs> it's, is. yeah. I, then you'll really like it when I make it again. I'll make sure I get you. I'll, I'll make sure, at the very least, if we don't do the Game Show episode, I'll get you and Travis over here to have some. Because Trav, poor Travis is like, I can't wait to taste it. I can't wait to taste it. I'm like, oh, it's almost gone. Everyone has but Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Travis, not but Travis. No, Travis. no, no. I'm oh, saying everyone oh, has oh, tasted but Travis. Oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. No, uh, oh, no. Shit, no, you're right. Kennedy and Brad have it. They may have tasted it by now.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brad has it in his yeah, Brad's okay, the boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Rob Zombie, what were you we saying? Oh, yeah, last time I saw Ramone's my all-time favorite band. I mean, I grew up in Philadelphia. punk rock scene came out of New York oh, yeah. and drifted into Philly, so I just I didn't follow the Ramones like as like as a band, but I followed what they were doing. And last time I saw them, they were opening for white, Zom- white Zombie white at the time. And then I've followed Rob Zombie's career, seen him a couple of times since then. So I love his music. I love his art, too. Have you ever seen any of his, his uh, classic mon- Universal Monster artwork? I believe so, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's not the Alex Ross stuff that came with those DVDs. I mean, the but, Alex
1: Ross stuff is like, a <laughs> yeah.
0: totally different world, but so is everything yeah. Alex Ross. But if you've seen the early White Zombie logos and whatnot, he drew those. It's in that kind of okay. – it's kind of like that that uh, Ratfink type, but – Horror. Sure. That's his style. It's really neat stuff.
1: Uh, he is supposedly getting a scare zone this year. Like I saw that too. Is horrors it? of Zombie or something. Okay. I yeah. thought
0: that was maybe I just made the assumption. I thought it was like another, like a continuation of House of a Thousand Corpses. But if it's something different, then okay, I'm I think all for might that. it just be characters from his, like,
1: it might be original design characters. It might be characters that, from his films. If it's
0: original design characters, then I'm I'm all in on that.
1: Yeah, and any time they do a house that has a corresponding scare zone, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Nope.
1: Um. Unfortunately, <laughs> with it being the MIB tent, it's not going to exit. I out was going to say, right? That scare yeah, zone. that's
0: that happened. Oh, that's the exact same location the chance one did. It's like, yep. yeah, chance was nowhere near. No, no, no. It was like at the zone. opposite end of the park. Yeah. I
1: think the Rob Zombie scare zone on the current spec is where clowns was last year.
0: Oh okay, yeah, that's kind of cool.
1: So, but yeah, so if we're talking MIB tent, that's a pretty substantial uh, difference between where the two locations are.
0: I'll leave that for you if you want that. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a shame because that really worked pretty well for when Walking Dead did its first year back at, with twenty two, with the exit of the house going straight into yes. the zombie yep. scare the yeah. Walking Dead scare zone. So it's a shame they haven't had a chance to do more of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to think when it when's the last time that really worked. First, probably was that one. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I unfortunately I don't know how much. Like I said, I've only seen it once, a long, long time ago. 2003, you said it came out, right? Roughly, is that what you said? Or did uh, I make the it up? Dead? No, I'm sorry. Um, House of the Thousands. 2003. Co- ha- yeah, 2003. Yeah. So it's been yeah over 15 years since I've seen it, and I'll have to definitely reacquaint myself with it. All right. Is there anything else HHN theme park or kaiju related we haven't touched on? No. Well, I mean, there is, but is there anything that in this conversation <laughs> that we haven't touched on yeah. that I think
1: is interesting? Yeah. Um, I think we've hit the major big like properties that are coming in. Yeah. Um, What else?
0: Let's talk one on one about what we got. We've already we kind of talked about Nightingales a little bit. Yeah. Um, Universal
1: Monsters. We briefly touched Death's of Fear when we were talking about lighting. Death's of Fear.
0: I haven't got to talk at uh, very much about that because I recorded that episode on my way to the airport. So that is that's one that is I didn't really get to think too much about it. Now I did remember saying to Quint, this feels like the water version. Or could be the water version of uh, Seeds of Extinction this year. This could be our yeah Seeds of Extinction.
1: What I'm thinking is, what I'm hoping for is very early on this year, there were rumors that we would be getting an alien house.
0: Really? Like you mean yeah. and, like, like
1: like original like prop, Ridley like, Scott? Okay, alien. okay. I didn't yeah. know if you
0: meant or just like a, an alien themed of you know, outer space type alien thing.
1: I feel like depths of fear has the chance to be almost like an aquatic. Okay. Uh Stromo alien is a movie I'm very fond of. It's in my top five horror films. Wow. Um, I really, really think very highly of it. And that is due to those tight mechanical corridors with Mm -hmm. the just constant dread of something stalking you. And I feel if they can translate that into this underwater mining facility is what they're calling it. I think I can see the parallel between those two and it makes me very excited for what deaths of fear
0: could be. What I'm looking forward most of that is that is kind of the enclosed space, the tight corridors, the kind of twists and turns where you, you, when you make a sharp turn and you lose sense of what's behind you, even though these, these characters do not come up from behind you unless it's, you know, reaching out from a boot hole, just that feeling of being trapped and taking those tight twists and turns is what I think is apart from the, I'm curious about the character design and the story, but I'm really looking forward to how this house is laid out and built.
1: Sure. Sure. And it is going to be interesting because if we're doing something that's very tight and compact, that works best, in my opinion, in a setting like what we saw with dead exposure last year, with mm-hmm. a constant disorienting effect yeah. that is not alerting you that you are surrounded by, at any given point, a hundred other people walking in a line through this house. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast with yes, these Halloween Horror yep. Nights yep. I don't think Death Sophia is going to have something that's as Dehabilitating as a constant strobe (laughs) effect, except maybe like in a final like showroom scene, like they've done that a few times in other houses. Um, But still to be able to, to make a tight corridor style feeling, not necessarily claustrophobic, but almost in the vein of um, Tomb of the Ancients, I feel would probably be a pretty good comparison. That's
0: what Quentin and I had said. I think I could
1: see that translating to deaths of fear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the uh, that was the kind of, well, you're inside a tomb, the dusty, dry feeling. This is going to be the complete opposite. It's going to be the water and the pressure. And I'm curious of what the overheads are going to be like. I mean, if you're in a some kind of underwater lab, chances are it's just going to be nothing above yeah. you. And just maybe some light effects of the glimmering water. But I'm really curious to see what they do about, with this.
1: Yeah. And it is like this is the one where I – I have no idea what they're going to do with the creature design for it. (laughs) Right. You could say that about a few of them, but the Universal Monsters, we have a base idea of what that's going to look like. Ghostbusters, Stranger Things. This is the one that's been announced so far where we really have no idea what the character design is going to look like. So I imagine it's going to get pretty otherworldly, pretty alien-ish, a la Seeds of Extinction last year. Right. Yep. 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 The difference is this is is going into a tent instead of a parade building.
0: Oh, it is okay. Well, Ancients mm-hmm. was there, so they know how to build a a ceilinged corridor. Sure, in there for sure. I also had had gone to, uh, had suggested to Quinn. I was like, I wonder if they're they're just kind of taking on a personal challenge of doing a a Earth now water, and maybe they're going to do a wind and fire in mm. the other years. It's that's a stretch. That sure. is a that is a hardcore HHN fan reading way too much into what's All going of them on. All have thing. various <laughs> interpretations of September playing in the background. <laughs> <Right?
1: laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very much ex- looking forward to the Earth, Wind & Fire trilogy oh, of houses. But um, yeah, I, I guess this is a good topic to, to bring up to you just because I think it's something that you and I could have a, a pretty good brief discussion on. It's funny how we still have this, not necessarily a a stigma, but it feels that way whenever we're like, oh, that's going into a tent. Right. Even though every single and time we're like funny. wow, tent houses are usually some of the best houses, but it's we're like true. it's weird it's going in a tent. Like, it's just this weird, it's, like
0: And it has to do with the it, it's not modern history. It all has to do with the the long game history. It's like the tents were always kind of I, I don't want to say they're not not the worst houses. They're they were short. That was always my problem with every tent house. Yeah, and they also had kind of like the oddball ones, like the the Poe one, which I actually really liked. Yeah, and then uh, the Alice Cooper one, which
1: <laughs> is regarded by many as not. <laughs> is, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, but you're right. You're right. There's like Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre was amazing. Halloween the first Halloween was in a tent. Insidious. If I remember correctly, Insidious was in a tent. Um, Tomb of the Ancients. Tomb of the Ancients. Scarecrow. S- oh, yeah. Scarecrow. Scarecrow
1: is one of the best mazes I've ever been in. Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. And that it's, was in a tent.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just it's, that long-term Because I uh, find myself history, falling into it, too. It's like,
1: oh, it's in a tent. They don't have as much space as the sound stages, yep. but like in some cases, that works in their favor. Right. Like, yep. Yeah. So it's... I feel like maybe that is, as far as the community, something that we need to stop worrying about. We should. As much. You're right.
0: You're right. Because it is. It's a, and there's like, and in fact, if you really want to, I'm not going to do this because I'll be here all night. But I was like, I could pick out lackluster houses in sound stages. I'm sure very sure. easily. So, but I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, yes, you're right. That is a stigma we should get should get rid of. It's like moaning when a Canadian team wins a American national championship, like NBA which I'm not a big NBA fan. I just find it funny that Toronto won. I want you to try this, but I want you to finish with that one because I sure. think like like better. This one is, it's an old, have you ever had an English old ale before?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: Okay, this is my take on it. It's still a little young. It just started to, to get that, the sour part of it, and I'm waiting for that to die out. But if you can, you can probably get an idea of what it tastes like from through, once you get through that.
1: Oh, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's real good. Thank you. That is, this beer has the distinction of being Quint's wife's, uh, I was going to say her favorite beer, but the only beer she likes. So I guess that makes it her favorite beer.
1: Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Thank you. So, yeah, you've tasted some samples of some long term beers that. You're going to
1: have to pass out on your couch for We'll make an it to. Well, <laughs> no, and we've fine.
0: actually done pretty. I was like, uh, man, that's, we've opened six bottles, but these th- right here is, a, yeah, that's with this, that's two bottles. So I've only gone. We're fine. Yeah. I <laughs> say, I mean, four between us. In fact, these are still pretty full. There you go. And this is the last one. These are two repeats. In case the other ones blew no, up. there you go. It All did. right. We hit Godzilla. We hit some HHN stuff. We yeah, hit the theme red. park stuff. I guess I didn't really... I mean, I'm more of a universal guy by leaps and bounds in Disney. But we're both Star Wars guys. So what about Galaxy's Edge?
1: I mean... I'm gonna be honest, I've been sticking away from looking at a lot okay. of it just because yeah. it will be upon us very soon. Yeah. Like it is Galaxy's Edge, then straight into HHN season for me.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what's gonna happen.
1: I am a little concerned with how they're going to deal with the capacity here at Walt Disney World. That
0: is oh that, that is going been to be my one the 64 thing. of
1: Hunger Games. And meanwhile, Disneyland has done incredible with their reservation system. They have done awesome, awesome work as yeah. far as managing crowds and expectations. And Smuggler's Run has had great wait times because of that. Yep. The attractions have been easily accessible. The land hasn't been over full and packed. I wish we could do something like
0: that for There's, here on the I was East just, Coast. I was going to say, my hot take on that, if I'm using that term correctly, is that Disneyland, that, that drew in... Now, now, granted, obviously, that drew in people from all over the world, but Disneyland is, from what I understand, sustained a hell of a lot more by locals than Disney World is. Disney World is far more of an international pool for people out of the world. I have no doubt they're going to do really well with letting people in on their reservation time. Like if some guy comes in at 2 o'clock and he's got a 4 o'clock, he's not going to be let in. My concern is getting the people out when the reservation sure. is over because I think that's where they're going to run into a problem. And I'm curious to see what happens there. How they deal with yeah. that.
1: Um, there's so many interesting experiences that you really can't do at all in one visit, it looks right. like. Um, as someone who does not have a ton of disposable income, <laughs> right. I am kind of legitimately worried that – over half the land is not going to be accessible to me as far as I will be able to try a food item, a drink item, uh-huh. but like the lightsaber yeah, workshop is that, $200. Crazy. That is um, crazy. The, if you want to buy a specialized Kyber crystal for that, it's $15 mm-hmm. for the Kyber crystal. Like it's, it is very much designed for a boutique and a hardcore audience. Yeah. And I do worry that unfortunately, I need to see – I need to actually experience the land to make this opinion, but I am worried that I'm going to feel like I'm not going to get the full impact of that land Mm -hmm. just because I'm not spending money. Um, (laughs) This is – so if we're doing hot takes, (laughs) you can't enjoy Epcot without spending money. Yeah, Um, this is true. Epcot is like the prime one that comes to mind as far as like if you go to Epcot, prepare to spend 50 bucks Mm -hmm. for – to enjoy, I mean, you'll have a great time doing it, but like you're going to spend a little bit of cash doing it,
0: you know. Uh, um, let me tell you this: since we're on the Epcot, and, and we have deviated from every subject we started on this episode. Sure. So, cheers. The uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 reason um, for Quince annual visit. Sometimes it's more than once a year, but his annual visit obviously is Halloween Horror Nights. Sure, and we just that's that's the time of year we just like don't even look at our bank account. It's just let's have a really good time. We only spend. This large amount of time with each other once or twice a year. I go out there and he comes out here. It, that worked great for like years until Quinn's wife decided to come along. And and Disney, I don't mean no, I love Ulrika. Don't get me wrong. I love I love his wife. Until That's not what I meant. His wife That's not what along. I meant. What I meant was when she, <laughs> at the time she decided to come along, is when Disney. Made damn sure that food and wine overlapped Halloween Horror Nights. So that, yeah, so as much as Quinn and I are spending, yes, those two are spending just as much, if not more, at their visits to food and wine while we're at Halloween Horror Nights.
1: That's the only reason people visit Epcot. Yeah, right. Festival season (laughs) and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I still haven't seen. Neither have I. (laughs) And poor Darcy, and I'm sure you bumped into Darcy. Darcy's <laughs> seen the show like sixteen thousand times, yeah. and she loves every minute of it. She's had to fill the gap in her heart with Finding Nemo until
0: Guardians yeah. just returned. But, well, hell, half, I mean, we know half the performers in it. We still haven't gone yet. The one day we did try to go, it's like we we it was. Let's say it's three thirty. I don't know what sh- the show time was. we were like we're absolutely positively going to see the three thirty show. It's like okay, it is three ten. Let's start heading that way. It was, no, I shit you not, when the, when I was done that sentence, gaboom, <laughs> lightning and thunder. <laughs> and they, they still may have had the show, because that show's covered, but yeah. we damned if we were going to walk as far away as we were from it. Where we're working In you? the pouring like rain? Yeah, pretty much, oh, yeah. Man. It's like we could, we're could we about as far away as we could possibly be, and we're like, the hell with that. Let's go inside and get a drink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cava tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, thought, I, I thought for a second you were about to say the only reason <laughs> – uh, that Quint comes down here during Food and Wine, and so he can hit the can- <laughs> the
0: Canadian. Facility. No, 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 no. <laughs> we did do that. We did we did the drinking around. You have to do if you you've Have you done drinking around the world? I have not. Okay, what we'll the we'll my care wallet does not have the fortitude to, well, to. Maybe when uh, I'll talk to Quint about that. We'll see if we can get that done. But it, it's something you have to experience. But you you certainly actually. You, I mean, you cannot experience it without an, an Uber. We at the time there was an Uber. We had. We had a uh, caber, my wife, so she, she she picked us up and dropped us or dropped us off and picked us up. We did it, and we ended in Canada on purpose for for Quint. And I was actually surprised because I thought because Quinn can be very critical, and you know that's and usually his points are valid. Sometimes sometimes you got to reel him in. But I was like, oh, that this. By the time we got there, I was like, this is a terrible idea to end in Canada. He actually ended up really enjoying it. I was like, oh, the, we started you. with Moosehead because how can you not go to Canada and not have a Moosehead? Sure. But then when he really dug deep into the menus and looked around in the area he's like actually this is not a bad representation of
1: oh that's awesome Can-
0: Can- canadian beer so i was like okay cool. i feel good about that
1: did you did you find yourself snacking around the world at the same time
0: yeah whenever yeah, i drink yeah, i just yeah.
1: naturally want yeah. to have some of the snack on it yeah hand, you we, know? Were,
0: we were waiting in line oh hell what the hell were we waiting in line for probably it was we were near japan because this is where it happened maybe we were li- waiting at a stand for beer or something and our uh, other friend this is Drinking around the world with a friend who doesn't drink beer is makes it interesting because he found stuff we didn't know existed. Sure. So we're waiting in line for a beer, probably, most likely, me and Quint. And our other friend comes down with this sake. And it's like, where did you get that? He points up the trail and then is like, oh, hell yeah. Even though I just had my beer, I'm going to have a sake. And I go up there and the sake is being served with the food. I'm like, oh. That looks and smells really good. So <laughs> I was like, I got the sake and whatever that was, and please, yeah. Right? So that happened. That happened quite a bit. Yep.
1: Always find in myself getting trapped with uh, never drink around the world, but I will always hit the Rose and Crown and grab a fish and chips. Like just oh, we got caught. That,
0: yep. There you go. Speaking of rain and Epcot and drinking around the world, we drank around the world and we got we went in Rosen Crown. Uh, oh, I went for my beer. I don't know what I had. Did I have a, probably? A, Old speckle Hen, that's what's there at every British pub in Orlando. Sure. And then uh, while we're in there, boom, rain comes pouring down. We're like, we're not going anywhere. So we, as soon as we see a family leave, which why they left in the rain is another story. We grabbed their table. We we planted there. We ate, but we drank. And we were sitting next to that, the scotch cabinet. Oh, boy. And Quint's a scotch guy. Oh. And he just kept laying them on me. And I'm not a hard liquor drinker. <laughs> i didn't get sick i'm proud to say i did not get sick but when we got back here to this house our bedrooms van this wall we got back at like eight o'clock i didn't see those guys till like noon the next morning
1: it's <laughs> great uh,
0: it was fun though we had a, we had a blast and we had like i said we had a driver um we did take oh, we actually made it worse oh my god so many things are coming back to me that i wish i forget we made it worse we we did drinking around the world and it's like I was like, uh, oh, Christy's doing, she was doing whatever she was doing. I think she's working. It doesn't matter. She wasn't available to drive. I was like, I'm drunk mad. Fuck it. Let's get on the monorail and hit all the hotels. Oh, yeah. So we hit all the, there's only three hotels, I think. There's Polynesian, Contemporary, uh, the real fancy one, Floridian, right? Or is there another one on there? I think those are, those are the three I know we hit. As far
1: as the Magic Kingdom resorts?
0: Yeah, well, as far as the monorail that goes uh, through.
1: Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and the Contemporary, yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's only three hotels, but each of them have at least two bars. So that was like another six bars. got Trader Sam's the
1: Polynesian, too.
0: I can't remember where we went, so we that's may have good. done that, but <laughs> I know we went to the Grand Floridian and then we're like way the hell out of our elements. We had one drink there and got out because we are not... Grand type people, as you can imagine. (laughs) No. Well, neither am
1: I. You know, talking about uh, Rose and Crown, I am a huge sucker for traditional English mixed drinks. Uh, Oh. So, actually, on the cruise ship, um, they had a just full English-Irish pub, like, songwriter and everything, basically like a Finnegan-style setting. Oh, nice. But because we have the drink package, I spent an ungodly amount of time there, (laughs) and I am just... I have always loved my snake bite which is oh, you know, yeah, half yeah, yeah. Guinness yep, half yep, strongbow yep. like that is my like go to if yeah. I'm given the option just because I love the mix of the Guinness with the cider um, and you know your black and tans and everything like that but yeah I just I will go to Epcot and I'll look on down the list and I'm like yep gonna gonna grab that gonna have a diesel <laughs> you know <laughs> whatever I can
0: uh, Did uh, you the did you actually take the video of that robot arm? Yeah. Sure. Okay. That was me with the kooka arm. I saw, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah that's. It. I, I saw that video. I was like, I, I know I've seen videos of this before. I showed it to Christy. We were actually – yeah, so, yeah, you were on vacation the same time we were because I showed her and I her think in you were coming back while I was okay, still what, on vacation. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I remember. I remember in the room, we were in such a small room. Everything – Oh, all rooms are small in Hawaii because there's they have no land to build. But we were in such sure. a small room. I remember showing her like, "Look, this is so cool. Look at Hunter." Had.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's cool that that was the technology that they use on Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Um, I will say this: the drinks at the Bionic Bar not as good as what you could get from. I'm person. sure everything not, is yep. so like you can tell everything is so down to a science, yeah, and, like, so yep. technical that you are missing the most important part of making a drink, which is the human element, right? Yep. Um, yep. I think we only went like twice, and every other time we went to a bar, we got something yeah. else, you know. Um, but still, it's a really cool concept to see huh. something like that utilized in a commercial technology. Like yeah,
0: that. yeah. I've never, I've never seen that in real life. I'd, I'd love to see that. I'm, eh, I'm trying to think what, where would Universal? I always go to Universal. Where would Universal fit that in?
1: They need to do it in a supercharged queue. Just like you need a drink. <laughs> take drink a hard a certain... drink before you get on. Let's Super talk
0: charge. about that. <laughs> you want to talk about <laughs> yes, Supercharge? Let's talk about let's get this conversation supercharged So we did, you know, we did the whole Kong thing, and I, and I sang its praises. And even though it is the, it's you know the the finale of it is from Hollywood, they did the same thing with Fast and Furious. They took the. Tram ride element and made it the finale well, of. You said this. something
1: very important there. The finale of Kong is not the the tram tour; it's the actual interaction
0: with Kong. Oh right, I'm sorry. It's, yes, it's yes, the figure. Yep. Yeah,
1: Supercharge is literally just the tram. It is. Uh, it yeah. is a pre-show that you drive through,
0: which is absolutely nothing happens. Can you
1: tell me another attraction that tells you that will stop the action of the ride to tell you to turn off your cell phone, <laughs> right. like? Our, our good friend Kenneth, who you know, pointed oh, yeah. that out yep, to me. Yep, He's yep. like, can you tell me an attraction where in the script it tells you to turn off your cell phone? Like, that is crazy, and I've never not noticed it since.
0: What is so hard to not notice on that is the um, the very – I guess it's the first set of screens you get to before you get to the actual action, which mm-hmm. they can't say my air quotes. Have you seen the Hollywood one? The Musion scene? Uh, yeah, yeah, the the dance club that gets broken up by The Rock.
1: I'm pretty sure I have. I just wouldn't it's, know.
0: Uh, in Hollywood, they have... I don't know if it's still like this. When they opened it, it was an actor that, that is interacting with all the holograms.
1: Oh, so kind of like the old disaster. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. Um, here, obviously, they filmed another actor and put it in there. They did not... I don't want to say they didn't bother. There's this this very noticeable awkwardly long gaps between this replacement film and the rock and the other guy. I don't know, I didn't even know the characters' names. Sure, it's just, it's so annoying. Is like, you know, the character says something, pause, pause, yep. next character.
1: Oh, we'll say so something funny. else. It's just really, it's really a poor attraction. Yeah. And being perfectly honest, that is an attraction that did not get a positive reception from the Hollywood iteration. Right. But they just went ahead and moved on.
0: And I understand why, because MCA wanted a new attraction every year for the next X amount of years, and that's a really easy way to do it. It's like we already have the finale. We just need to build something that leads into it. And but unlike Kong, which I
1: feel like they uh, did it's, their it's best it's, to make a full yeah, story to right, it, yeah. it's literally the pre-show, the ride, that's it. Yeah. And what's amazing is you look at the size of that building. Yeah, right. You can do something <laughs> amazing with that floor plan. <laughs> if you'll excuse my, I've been watching too much HSN or whatever, home shopping. Now, that's not quite right. Um,
0: HGTV? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, HGTV. Yeah. There we go.
1: Um, I don't have cable. What am I talking <laughs> yeah. about? Um, but seriously, like you can look at the the size of that building and you're like, wow, you could really do a really cool like dark ride roller coaster. Yeah, right, yeah. And they didn't. And like the fact that the Fast and Furious attraction, my favorite review for the Fast and Furious supercharged attraction is on Google. And it says... A trip on I four is more exciting than this oh Fast god, and Furious, yeah. right. and they're not wrong. Have you been downtown lately? It's oh awful. yeah, I,
0: oh god, yeah, I do. I have to drive there every weekend. Mad Max Fury Road out awful. there, yep.
1: yeah, shiny and chrome as you spray, <laughs> yeah, you know, right, yeah. chrome spray paint <laughs> oh, into your but mouth. It's the yeah. it's the,
0: yeah, it's, the uh, it's what's it's. I remember when it opened, and so many people that I trust their opinion on, so many yours included, just. Didn't have anything good to say about it. You know, Shelby
1: and I rode that together for the first time. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and even her, she—it's like her and I hung out maybe uh, like at least twice while it was open. Had no desire to go see it, and she would just warn the hell out of me. And I finally was like, "I, I, I, you can warn anyone about anything that are fan of you're going to go see it." Now, my point is, I went to go see it, and the queue line. First of all, let's say let's. let's, uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. The queue line people are raving about. It's really not that great. The Easter eggs are fun, but the queue line isn't all that I expected it to be. It's, I mean, my
1: favorite part of the queue line is all the signs that says "Do not take off your safety goggles," <laughs> okay. um, because you can tell the attraction was supposed to be three D and they oh right, it last yeah, yeah okay. You <laughs> even pass a portion in the queue right before you board where you can tell they just nailed up some plywood oh, in front okay. of the eyeglasses. Right um, <laughs> but yeah, the queue is like it's a worse version. Uh, kind of the same feeling you would get from the Test Track, like, nineties Yeah, right, yeah. Like, okay, at yeah, least yeah, that yeah. was interesting because yeah. it had the Crash Test Dummies doing... Yes. Not to get I off on another tangent, that but you remember when the Crash Test Dummies, like, became this big, like, yep. pop culture thing in the 90s? Mm-hmm. There, there was an was animated cartoon, series of action, action figures. figures. Yep. <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, test Track 98 was a hit <laughs> of the game on that. But, yeah, it's... It's just this weird, cold, industrial feeling. And, like, the queue line is way too long. Like, I've never seen it fill up a portion. But my favorite part of the queue line, seriously, is when you go through that chain-link fence. And I'm like, oh, man, if it was only horror nights, you'd have people, like, sending electric <laughs> sparks
0: at <laughs> yeah, right, you, yeah. know? <laughs> so now I go through the queue line. I'm not impressed. And I get on a ride. And the first thing I see is the dummy. And I think your post about this guy, family. But moving past that, you go and then now I've heeded every warning everyone has given me, and I remember every post of people I trust. You get you get to the first part of the ride, and those cars or or a car comes at you. I'm like, oh, you know what? You know maybe they're being a little hard. This is kind of cool. Yeah, that is the the first and last cool thing that happens. Yep, and you know
1: why? I have a theory. So being theme park people. It gives me the same feelings that the great movie ride attraction gave me at Disney's Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios. Just as far as like this big movie set feeling location that's practically built, you're driving through it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And then you pull into the first pre-show, and then (laughs) it's like – Oh, wow. <laughs> I will give them this. They actually pulled the wool over my eyes, which is – it happens. I mean, I'm not the smartest person. Um, but it's that scene when you're going, like, in the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, like yes, I'm like, oh, that's wow. Yep. That, that's, like, a cool effect. Like, yep. I thought we were actually traveling instead of just, like, moving two miles yeah. per hour before we moved into the show scene. Like, it's a neat effect. It is I neat. bought it. Um but besides that, like, I just don't have any other bracelets. I, know. For I it.
0: forgot about that. That is neat, but it doesn't hold up once you know it's there. It doesn't hold up. It's not as impactful the second, third exactly. time. I've been on it twice, exactly twice in my life. I went through with my sister and her now husband at the time, her her fiance, possibly boyfriend. I think fiance, and that was I had a I had more fun in the queue line because the real cars. The ones that were actually real. He's a car guy. He's a he's a mechanic. He's a he's a insanely talented um I don't know what you even call it. Uh he he works on the bodies of cars and paints them and that stuff. Okay. Really talented at it. When he got to a real car, he actually had some interesting things to point out about it. But I was like, you need a tour guide to enjoy your sure. free show. Or not the free show, but the lines. So
1: Yeah, I, I do think that's a I know we're kind of skipping all around, but like the pre-show elements are so, like, really awkwardly done where they don't actually entice the the theme park goer mm-hmm. at all. It's just, like, kind of this person interacting with a screen. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, like, super transparent. Like, it's not engaging at all, and instead everybody's just sitting there like, okay, like, can we just get on the ride? Right. It's, it's not a I, – I don't think it's going to be – that long until we see the removal of all human elements yeah. from the queue.
0: Yeah. And I, I would love to think that that building is so big because Universal had planned ahead that they could put something else in it later, but I also know firsthand that is not how they usually think. Sure, <laughs> and the attraction was actually slated to go to
1: Beijing. Oh, really? Now that said, Jimmy Fallon gets rave I reviews. I was just from- going to say,
0: <laughs> I, honestly, that is where I was going next. Where, what ranks lower, Jimmy Fallon or...
1: Jimmy this. Fallon is beloved by the average guest, like straight up. Uh, it has higher guest satisfaction scores than Kong, Supercharged, and a lot of other attractions.
0: Oof. I can't understand that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. It's, I do love, I love the queuing system. I don't even know what we want to call it. The, oh, the just cup. like
1: the open area? Yeah, yeah. The only thing they need to add in there is a bar. <laughs> like, You're right. Oh, straight geez. up. Yeah, you, right. You yeah. Put, that's where you put your bionic bar. Yep. Um, that actually
0: would work. Yep. You
1: you put something like that in there, I think it's a cool hangout area. Yep. I'm going to be honest. When Jimmy Fallon is eventually replaced, I'm going to <laughs> miss his visage staring me uh. down on Halloween Horror Nights nights um, as we shuffle into Carnival Graveyard or Ghostbusters or whatever it is. But um, <laughs>
0: here's here's a callback to a conversation earlier tonight. Back to the Future will inevitably get reboot. Yeah, whether we want it or not, or get a reboot.
1: Supposedly, Zemeckis not while he's alive. Okay, but so what is that buying us? Exactly. 20 years? Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So when they inevitably reboot Back to the Future, since the program, since you know, we already have an established Back to the Future ride concept. Historically, turn that into Back to the Future, and that is perfect for the robotic arm, sure bar or the robot bar, whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> you know what's interesting is kind of going bionic off, bar. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. bionic bar.
1: Yeah. Uh, he got. I love vodka. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> like Rick and Morty,
1: <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> you know, we didn't address it when we were talking about Ghostbusters, but you know, Kong got to come back. This is Ghostbusters' big homecoming, Mm -hmm. coming back to Universal Studios after a long period of time, too. Couple this with the rumors of Beetlejuice getting a show this year, or at least in Hollywood. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Kind of taking over the pop culture mantle. uh, That's perfect, actually. Um, What's interesting about that is when we did the annual pass holder, Q and Hay, with uh, Mike Aiello and a couple of other uh, of his associates, they said – we wouldn't try to do another pop culture show because then we should have just kept Bill and Ted. You don't try to one one up Bill and Ted. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of backpedaling on that if mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing with Beetlejuice, but on the other hand, Beetlejuice has the name brand recognition to so pull yep. people off the street yep. easy. Like we will see that if Beetlejuice is a thing, we will see that opening night, like hands down.
0: Yeah. That would be yeah, I hadn't heard that one. Again, my OS is so
1: screwed up I can't find anything. That's fine. <laughs> well, you might not know, but have you kept up with any of the Hollywood speculation?
0: No, I usually don't.
1: Metallica it- House this year? Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's interesting. Murdy loves
1: uh his celebrity star I know. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh his star fucking behavior. Um it's not surprising to see another music yeah. house like that translate. That doesn't work here on the East Coast, will that work on the West Coast? probably they have a precedent for it, right yeah
0: yeah, so. yeah well, ours would be a, a pit bull house <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can <good> you imagine <laughs> Mr. 305 <Yeah>. killing worldwide
0: <laughs> oh, man. so okay, last last subject because you you actually brought it up um what are your well you didn't have that well, you had good three years Bill and Ted better mm-hmm. or worse without it. HHN, of
1: course. I really felt its presence was missed last year. Okay. Um, I will say that I just like the Bill & Ted franchise, and I'm willing to give it a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought I thought 27 was a pretty bad year for Bill & Ted. Or not 27, excuse me. 26 was a pretty bad year for Bill & Ted. I feel that was Rilo Ken's year. Oh, Is that, that
0: one. Uh, I don't remember what 25 was, so that's probably... I right. feel
1: like that was 26. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was 25. Either or. I can't remember um, what 25 un- was. So unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't remember Bill and Ted as well as I do Houses. Yeah. But 27 was a great send-off for Bill and Ted. Yes. Like, I watched it several yep. times. I loved each time I saw Bill and Ted. I, I do feel Bill and Ted will have their most triumphant return at some point. <laughs> I feel like... They have purposely billed it as the farewell tour so they can use the reunion tour logo. And you know how much merchandise they're going to sell oh, yeah, know, right. when they eventually do yeah. that. And what's funny is Bill & Ted is arguably more relevant now than it's it been is.
0: You're right. and forever. And, and that's probably why we don't have it.
1: Sure. The, the rights are probably more expensive yeah. now than they have been yeah. for years. But with Keanu having his second wave rising due to John Wick and Toy Mm. Story and everything like, I mean, he's done a million things at this point, but with Bill and Ted three face, the music actually in production, like they started filming that this week. If I remember correctly, Bill and Ted is, is a big property and I think they'd be dumb not to reincorporate it. Mm. But if Beetlejuice is what's happening,
0: I Beetlejuice is what's here to stay. Yeah. I'm not unhappy with that idea. And if
1: they can get a little bit more raunchy with Beetlejuice, um as far as in vain of the actual Michael Keaton character from the original film because it is a PG-13 event oh, right. i think yeah, that's yeah. a plus
0: yeah yeah yep. i i didn't i didn't feel its presence missed like you had said but i i do miss it in general
1: i feel it had a huge impact on the crowds last year it
0: may have because yeah. i feel that
1: with something like Bill and Ted, people would make it part of their schedule to go out of their way to see Bill and Ted. Right. We are full transparency. I think these people are crazy, but <laughs> people will buy frequent fear classes and just hit Bill and Ted all night mm-hmm. long like you you are out there, and if you're listening, I don't actually think you're insane <laughs> actually i'm I'm kind of jealous of your your uh commitments but it's uh, commenced to an insane asylum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's insane to me, but you know I get it. Like you, you really enjoy something, and that's what you go there for. Um, removing that does kill a portion of that that it, crowd yeah, flow. Yep. You could say adding houses removes from that, but it's not actually getting people off the street. I right. think a show in a stadium as big as Fear Factor is pulling people in. And while Academy of Villains had its audience and a very dedicated audience, I don't think it was near to the level of yeah. Bill and Ted.
0: I don't. Yeah, I, I saw it twice. I saw it once. Yeah, at the opening night, and that was it. And quickest Quinn Qu- didn't want to see it. Karen didn't want to see it. Not that it, I, I, it's it not like, yeah, I, I make it it's sound like bad. Yeah, I make it sound like they avoided it. It's just yeah. It's by the time we they we had done everything we wanted to do, they were you know they were satisfied. So yeah, sure. So, yeah, but the Beetlejuice thing, I, that's new to me. I would i would actually really love that.
1: Can you imagine just a stadium full of people? And, uh, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He comes out, he's like, good fucking model. You know, like, <laughs> I really think they could go another level up as far as the raunchiness with it. And um, that would translate very well to a yep. Halloween Horror Nights audience.
0: Did you see, did you go to any of the last... Bill and Ted's in 27? I did. I did the,
1: not the final night, but I did the night before, which was the annual pass holder. Yeah, I did that one too. It was like at 11 o'clock or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did that. So I didn't see Rufus, unfortunately.
1: No. That was the final, final show, which apparently was like an hour long. Yeah,
0: I know. I heard about that. Well, I think we hit everything we said we wanted to talk about tonight. I'd say we did. And we actually, I gave you all the beers I wanted to give you, so you've been very complimentary, so thank you for that.
1: I just wish I would have uh, ranked them for you. As far as, like, in a specific order, (laughs) I apologize.
0: That's okay. That's all right. Uh, So, well, yeah, that's all I got tonight.
1: Yeah. Really nothing much else to cover, I think. think We hit all of our bases.
0: Well, thank you for joining me.
1: Hey, anytime. I, it was really a pleasure doing it, as always.
0: <laughs> Thank you for helping me clear out my fridge. My wife would be quite <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> anytime. So, right. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. My guest tonight, my guest, my friend tonight, my co-host tonight. That's the word. I was like, I, was like, I know there's a word I'm looking for. co-host, right? like Hunter from Grim Grinning Host. Oh, I almost got it out fast, but I, I still paused. Yeah, almost do, yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit of a tongue.
0: Check person. out that show if you haven't. That's, that's, I, I, that is that's that is I one of... Uh, this is coming from a Halloween Horror Nights podcaster. That is one of my favorite, not only Halloween Horror Nights coverage, but theme park coverage. So check oh, out that show if you haven't already.
1: I really appreciate that. Oh,
0: no, that's, I, I mean it. So Hunter, tell us where we can find that and tell us a little bit about that show real quick before we wrap up.
1: All right. Well, once again, just... Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. really cool. Uh, You have become a really good friend of mine, and it's been awesome to actually sit down (laughs) face-to-face and record for once.
0: You're in the infamous Uh, NeoZo studios. I'm looking forward to it, doing it again next
1: time. But uh, if you do want to keep up with me, because Matt is so graciously allowing me to promote Uh, our endeavors i am the lead host the lead singing bust of a show called grim grinning hosts so what we do over at grim grinning hosts we do all sorts of fun stuff but what we are known for is the grim grinning host topic show so what we do is we all gather around the virtual table that is me travis brad and kenny we sit around this table and we bring a random to the topic or we bring a random topic to the table for discussion so anything from theme park attractions to uh, what we think about pricing policies oh, as far as geez. theme parks. What, <laughs> Has that been it? a
0: recent topic uh, by we, we talked about <laughs> it before when
1: Six Flags promised us secret surprises <laughs> with our annual pass renewals. Um, anything and everything in the theme park entertainment world is open for discussion. We also do what's called showdown episodes where we pit two theme park attractions against each other. For instance, we've done dinosaur versus Jurassic Park River Adventure. Uh, One that we had just recently was Splash Mountain versus Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls. We have a blast with that. Of course, we cover not not taking away from the Godfather of H H N here, but we do H H N speculation and reaction episodes. So yeah, go check us out. The show is awesome. I love doing it. And I've been fortunate enough to meet some awesome people from doing that show. So grim grinning hosts, you can find us on any of your podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with me personally, uh, you can do that on Twitter. That's the best place you can find me at Han Brollo seven, seven. That's H a N B R O L O seven, seven. That's the year star Wars came out. So super easy to remember. Yeah.
0: And I opened the show with this. I'm going to close with it. If you are looking for in my opinion, the best coverage of Hagrid's long-ass title ride, <laughs> the new Hagrid's sure. character. <laughs> Say, give it to me one more time. What is it? Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure. That one. If you're looking yeah. for the best one of that, go to that. Go to Grim Grinning Host feed. Find that episode, and it, the, the, yeah, that's hands down. I, I've 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 not been able to experience it yet. So I've been, and I'm not. I don't care about spoilers, even when it comes to movies. Sure. So I've been listening to everything I I could find. Hands down, the best coverage. So you Thank guys, you, did so it, you guys knocked it out of the park on that one.
1: We waited eleven hours. So you, <laughs> you, just, are, yes, uh, yeah, you
0: You had a lot of time to think about what you're going to say. <laughs> we sure did. We, uh, you
1: should have heard us uh, huffling over a Taco Bell bag recording that <laughs> as soon as we got home. Uh,
0: yeah. That's a good question. Did you? You didn't get to re- like really eat that day, did you?
1: I mean, we popped out a line. What did I have? I, for I lunch? saw. I had I saw a you pretzel with out. cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. And then so we went like, to Ale House on the way back.
0: <laughs> I mean, if, and that's actually, you uh, know, pretzels. That's that's a good amount of carbs to keep you on your feet, but still, sure. that's not like eating for eleven hours. No, we had. If I were to write down what I actually eat in eleven hours, I'd probably really surprise myself.
1: <laughs> we had a. Yeah, a pretzel with cheese is what I had, wow. and a uh, an energy drink. So <laughs> yeah. we, we were we were ready to go. We were rip roaring. Nice, so. nice.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah. So definitely check out that episode if, if you're interested in hearing about the coaster. If, if you don't want the spoilers, there is a ton more, and Hunter just laid it out for you. I've been on the show once. I've enjoyed listening to it ever since. In fact, every I, I consider everyone on that show my friend. Kenny, I actually oh, known before you. Yeah, you did. Um, Brad and Travis are new to me. Travis and I have been exchanging a lot of fun stuff on Twitter lately. Brad, I think, and I I think Brad and I finally connected between my Dorney Park visit and my Jurassic Valley visit. So yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, all good guys. Really good content. It's a show I enjoy. So if you if you like what we do here on catacombs or neozaz or the specials feed wherever you're finding us there no doubt in my mind you're gonna like what these guys do yeah. so check it out well
1: thank you so much
0: all right with that, let me thank you again, Hunter, for being with me tonight. Anytime. And again, I, I can't emphasize enough, thank you for making my wife, that, that out of context sounds so weird, but I say thank you for making my wife happy by emptying these <laughs> bottles out of our refrigerator. I've got to say, Matt, it was a little bit of a surprise
1: when I showed up, you had an entire house made of beer bottles, Right. and I knocked down the front door and you were sitting there like Linny. Please don't tell anyone how I live. I
0: live there. <laughs> Yeah. funny part about it is I don't drink them. I just sample them and then throw them over my shoulder. So Anyway, all right. Yes, that is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Newsaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newzaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Newsaz. Thanks for listening.